4: where
0: Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast.
5: What is the deal Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn, AKA the professor. And it's the C3 Panthers po- podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com chronicles.com where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions From the fan perspective, we've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Tonight's show's title is Panthers with a Big Win, but don't win big. Is that a problem? We will be looking back at the Jets game and ahead to the Saints game, and we've got some awesome guests tonight. Jonathan Alexander, beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, is going to come on and help us sort of preview what's ahead, but also – Look what happened in that opening week, and as we look forward to the Saints, we've got Bob Rose from the Saints News Network and co-host of the Bayou Blitz podcast, our good friend Bob Rose, to help us uh, learn about our future foe and the team that had a big win over the Green Bay Packers this past week. So, Look, we've got a lot to talk about, and I'm going to do it with y'all in the chat room and my co host Cody Lashney, welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast.
3: Tony Dunn, listen, it's a Tuesday night. Therefore, there's nowhere I'd rather be than sitting here and talking about my Carolina Panthers with all of you, man. And as always, we're going to do it with the best Panther fans and all of YouTube. I'm talking about the real Zero Chill, Big Daddy P, Dan Chan, AJ Lindsay, Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Tim Tizzy, Karen Choi, Panthers Buzz, FSU 23, Rockhead 81, Tony Dunn. and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
5: The Panthers are coming off a what I think is a big win because it's opening week and there's so much mystery surrounding this team. Uh, but a lot of people have been uh, concerned. There's some trepidation about the Jets not being a good team. We have cut our kicker, which will be a point of contention for the rest of our lives. It seems like we're the new Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it feels like. We had to bring back Corn Elder onto the practice squad. I'm not opposed to that. But we're going to be talking about that game, that second-half lackluster performance after what was a very exciting first half against the New York Jets. And boy, that defense was tenacious harassing and harassing. We're on pace for 102 sacks this season. Greg, that's crazy. (laughs) I know, first of all, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, 85. Greg, twice in a week, man. What a pleasure to hang out with you again. Brother, I am so happy to be here, and you know
6: it's been the off season. I've had some things to take care of, but I'm doing my best to be here on Tuesdays and Sundays because the Panther C three Panther family is the best place or best group of people to be with when it comes to Carolina Panthers football, and I love it, uh, man. You know, Sunday I was speaking the same things that the title of the show is tonight about. You know, it's the Jets; it's a win. I'm happy about it. for the Jets. Now it's Tuesday, man. Now I'm looking back and thinking the Panthers are 1-0. I crushed everybody in fantasy in every league I'm in this week. Like It's mm. been a great week of football. Great opener, great closer, because the game last night, I don't know if you saw it, was awesome. Um, yeah. Dude, football is back, man. I am yes, so happy. This go. is awesome. Yes, let's go, for real.
3: Love having football back. And yes. you know what? I'm glad that you're here specifically tonight, Greg, because I think we're going to have a really good conversation about these coaches and uh i might be on your side a little more than i normally am so uh listen we've got a lot to talk about man i'm excited to do it
5: the, the always generous 89 j Stubbs, thank you for the contribution to the show and he's ultimately the funder he's like the angel investor of all at youtube thank you 89 j Stubbs, for your help guys we want to hear from you panther nation um, the number is 252 228 5098. Be a part of the conversation, Jonathan Alexander at 910, uh, Bob Rose at 930. We got some, but we got some things to talk about at this point. Some news, all right. So, last week, basically, here we are. We could, we've got plenty of press conferences we could get into, we will get into those later. We got audio from Matt Rule, right? We've got All types of cool things to talk about. But the Panthers ultimately win in week one. And uh, Panther Nation has not been very um, excited, surprisingly. right? The Panthers come out and beat a not good team in the Jets. And people are talking about... The offense wasn't there. And then we get this kicking situation that has been a thorn in our foot at this point today. The most recent news is this, is that the Panthers have released Ryan Santoso. That's his name, right? Something Santoso. Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Santoso. I barely
5: got to know this guy, this giant, beautiful man. Um, Tell me what happened, Cody, and what is happening with this kicking nightmare that we have become?
3: So the Panthers have brought in Zane Gonzalez, um, who we've uh, brought in before. Ultimately, we didn't sign him. We ended up signing him back off of the, off of the Lions practice squad, rather. Uh, and I don't understand this at all, man. I mean, if you're going to uh, cut Ryan Santoso because he mixed, missed an extra point in the game, well, you should have just kept Joey Sly. I mean, Joey Sly missed a bunch of... Right, he missed a year.
5: million kicks, though.
3: But, but, but my, my, yeah. my point is, you're going to give Joey Sly a million different chances, and you're not even going to give Ryan Santoso an opportunity, a full opportunity to prove that he's a full-time kicker in the NFL? Like, we're going to play Matt Rule's explanation for not wanting to uh, kick that field goal on the Jets' 33-yard line. But, you know, they they made it clear with their actions that they did not trust Ryan Santoso, and they weren't even going to give him the opportunity to earn that trust. Um, Frankly, I think this is, you know, I can't really feel too strongly one way or another. Um, I somehow don't feel very good about Zan Gonzalez. I know that's a kicker who's kind of bounced around from team to team. Um, So there's not much to inspire with this. The kicker position has been one of the most um, mismanaged positions on this football team there should have been more competition for joey Sly much earlier in camp and i frankly think that ryan santoso didn't get an opportunity to actually earn that job and i think our coaching staff uh kind of failed him in that respect
5: my brothers in the chat room joe riolano founder of this show said maybe they didn't want to give up that pick Right. Because that's if, 100%. Um, that's, that's if he's pick. on the roster this second week, we have to give up a seventh round pick. We got mm-hmm. him for one game and he missed an extra point to start. Right. It's not like you trotted him out there and missed a 52 right away. Is the man crumpled on an extra point right away. And then the team pulled the hard line. They pulled the hard line. Like you said, we've tried Joey Sly out there for 63 orders. He missed extra point every day, it felt like. Every game, yeah. he was good for a missed extra point. This man, they went into camp and said, here you go. We believe in you. Ryan Santoso comes in here and misses one extra point. We say, get the hell out of here. We deported him. The Panthers deported Ryan Santoso. Greg, I think they gave him the death kiss, bro. Matt Rule, anytime he says anything complimentary about a guy i'm almost worried about a Shaq thompson right now he said Shaq thompson had a fantastic game he might cut him now
6: <laughs> uh look you know just to comment on everything going on in the chat and what y'all are talking about one joey slide doing well that's great week one he's done well for one week for us before you know any kicker is going to get about 70 percent of the time 80 percent time is going to be a decent kicker any kicker in the nfl sorry it's going to happen uh Dude, the analytics show that the kicker generally is the highest scoring player on a team every year. Right. Uh, So for me,
5: all you have the highest record in, like, every kicker has the highest record in any franchise report. Right. Right. And I feel like that's a
6: very overlooked position. I feel like teams that have solid kickers, because a lot of times, uh, last-minute games or, you know, uh, last-minute decisions come down to a field goal kick or a missed extra point or something like that. I feel like it's an overlooked position, and we have sorely, sorely missed on this position as of late. Harrison Butker, uh, I mean, come on, seriously. (laughs) And I know Slide's doing well. Yeah. He may go on to do really well.
3: I'm flipping through some pictures and some examples of this uh, as you're you're talking. And, hey, listen, uh, the – the skies are looking pretty blue if you're Ryan Santoso, because the current trend is if you're an NFL kicker and the Panthers get rid of you, dude, there's good things in your future, man. Right. Because right, right now, Joey Sly is living his best life with the Houston Texans. Graham Gano last year, uh he missed only one field goal in all mm-hmm. 32 attempts. And mm-hmm. well, you know, Harrison Butker just has a Super Bowl ring, but whatever, not important, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, this is something that the Panthers def- desperately need to get correct. Um, this and that offensive line, which I know we're going to talk about in further depth um d- later on in this show but let's
6: go ahead and talk about that w- before I think we right do now- can, can i ask one question yeah, sir. Yeah, Th- yeah. i want to ask one question about kickers that i don't hear anybody talking about unless it's in a place like denver or a highly elevated place do you think that in carolina the atmosphere has anything to do with kickers being good like i mean the weather and the atmosphere has a lot to do with kickers i feel like kickers and quarterbacks can throw the ball a lot further in places like denver than they can in
5: Carolina. No, I I don't think they like so if I'm we were in asking, Green Bay and it was the winter and it was swirling around. I've seen these guys just missing kicks. Okay. And there ain't, there's no wind, and they even put the AstroTurf in now.
3: Yeah, we never. Really you know, about so it's that like moving. Maybe.
5: There's no divots in it. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, personally, listen. I know that. Uh. Uh. What's his name? Justin Tucker from the Baltimore Ravens. That like, they have. Just as bad, if not worse, weather than us. I, I think uh, it has nothing to do with the fans. It just matters whether or not you're a clutch field goal okay. kicker, you know. And, and okay. I think that, um, you know, Ryan Santoso may or may not be. But listen, don't color me surprised if Ryan Santoso gets picked up somewhere else and starts knocking yeah, field goals right. through from fifty yeah. something yards. I mean, that's the current trend. So there is only one.
5: There's only one atmospheric. Uh, thing that has interrupted with these kickers, and that's called pressure. Yeah.
7: Oh, telling well, you, tell Joey
5: Slad crumpled under the pressure. Then he left. He got picked. Somebody picked him up. And he goes, "Oh cow, people even love me when I don't have to. When I don't make kicks." And then he goes out there and he got no pressure on him. Now he's just soaring. Watch Joey Slad's going to make a seventy-yarder this
6: year.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> it's going to happen. He's going to make a seventy-yarder. It's yeah. gonna
5: be in week three against the Panthers. <laughs> He'll break an NFL <laughs> to win the game. record too. <laughs> yeah, that will be yeah. when it happens. Yeah, that All that right, let's. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna have Jonathan Alexander on the line. I thought he was gonna be here by at nine ten, but we'll keep plowing through the show until we get these guys on. Uh, let's talk about this offensive line, guys, is because the the defense was so exciting, right? And yeah. uh, then, then we move to the other side of the ball and we look at uh, Sam Darnold and he really played very well, right? It's like it is, he didn't do anything wrong. You know, he missed one route and so a couple of things, but it was not bad. But there yep. was something that was bad. And it turns out that Christian McCaffrey disguises it over and over, mm. right? Christian McCaffrey is the safety blanket, not of quarterbacks but of offensive lines, because he can rush with no pass blocking, I mean, with no run blocking, and he can catch the ball when quarterbacks are getting mugged. What is this stat that Joe Rialano sent me right before this show?
3: Yeah, shout out to Joe Rialano for uh, bringing this to all of our attention. Uh, pass blocking win rate, win rate through week one uh, via ESPN, the Carolina Panthers, ranked 20%. Look how many teams we're below. We're below Houston, Washington, Atlanta. I mean, even the Jets. All right the teams somewhere. Yeah, all I
5: mean, the teams. We're below the, all the teams. The
3: New York Jets had a better win rate <laughs> than us. And this gets me to the point that I made earlier about me being happy that uh, the Bat Daddy is joining us here on the show. Greg has been a, a sort of a critic of our coaches and I have to double down with that. I I think, frankly, we're seeing a disturbing trend where Matt Rule and Fitterer and all of our coaches are doing that Ron Rivera bullshit, where we have young, talented players on our football team that could be doing, uh, that could be making meaningful snaps for us right now, helping out this football team. But instead, we keep on trotting out the veterans that we already know are not going to be able to hold up to this. And as we go into this Saints matchup, I so want to be excited about this defense and I am. Our defense is going to be the only reason why we have a chance against the Saints at home this Sunday. But I'm here to tell that's you that's not true. So I, now, got oh, a no. on, on, I got a hot take on I got
5: a real take on that. Let
3: me just finish this thought. There is a nightmare scenario, an absolute nightmare scenario where Sam looks even worse because he's going to be facing constant pressure coming up the middle. And that interior of this offensive line is a problem. It's going to continue to be a problem. Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen need to be playing. For that matter, Tommy Tremble needs to be playing more. Uh, Ian Thomas was bullied and pushed around on the offensive line when they had him in pass protection. I mean, there was even a few plays of his that if he would have picked up his defender, Christian would have taken off for 20 more extra yards And I have evidence that I'll be able to show you all tonight. We need to play our younger players. Yeah, they're going to make boneheaded, dumb rookie mistakes, but so what? Get them in there now so that way they're learning on the job and getting better as they acclimate themselves to the playbook. It baffles me. And I feel like our coaches are doing the same shit that Ron Rivera used to do.
5: When we talk about this offensive line, though, we know that Taylor Moten, at least we didn't see him getting beat in this game. Uh, Cam Irving, I got to say, played pretty darn well. Now, the problem is is that this offensive line isn't really getting beat. They're getting beat up. It's like the muscle that's coming after it, right? And even the good plays that the Carolina Panthers had came under some sort of pressure and duress. Can we hear from Matt Rule about this offensive line? Because Jonathan Alexander was the only person through three quarters of the press conference on Monday of things that could get better that said, what about this offensive line, right? And um, we have to be able... Like, at some some point, it's a big deal. So the Panthers have not made a priority let's hear what matt rules got uh, to say we, when asked about this
4: uh, we, we, sam was under too much duress too much pressure um i thought he was fearless he stepped up you know pressure in his face um but uh you know he, he was under too much pressure we, we have to do a better job collectively of, of protecting the quarterback
3: so he says we have to do a better job of protecting the quarterback but i'm trying to figure out what exactly that means does that just mean our offensive line has to pass protect better does that mean that they need better technique like what exactly does that mean and see you know i can sit up here and and you know go through tape and film but we could have done that the past three years looking at irving and elf line and even paradise and say that they didn't look good on film so is it a technique thing or is it a talent thing because right now I'm thinking that it's a talent thing.
6: Can I can I add something in here?
3: Sure you can. Get them, man.
6: Cody, well, listen. Cody, you know I'm on your side. I'm not a huge fan of these coaches, okay? But this is week one, okay? This is my make or break year for the coaches. I told you all I've given you to give them time. We're going to see what happens this year, and then I'm going to make my final decision on what I feel about this coaching staff. I don't like Matt Rule, but if he can win me, he has one more year to win me over, okay? But here's the thing. I don't give a damn what those stats say. I watched a lot of football this weekend. We were not the worst rated pan, worst rated uh offensive line in the league. I'm Ooh, sorry. I'm sorry. Like we, that. We, not. we did not have the quarter the running back that had the third most yards rushing in the league Tim
5: didn't get we, sacked five times by one player five times we didn't, didn't, times. We didn't
6: have a, a quarterback that threw right 70 72 percent 275 yards of touchdown probably would have been a passing touchdown if he hadn't ran one in by the way which is a sign of a great offensive line i don't give a damn what those stats say we did not have the worst offensive line this week now we need to work on it it definitely needs a little work i'm, I'm not i'm not denying that but those stats are bogus dude we, we did by far did not have the worst offensive line this week. Ooh. And I will stand behind that. that would actually no be saying
5: this is how did the Jets have a better exactly. number? Exactly. When, yeah. Oh, I love that. One. Look on the trail. My man is on the trail here well, and he's right. No,
3: it, did, it did say pass protection. It didn't necessarily say uh it just said pass. Okay, block. Well, uh, here, let's put it this way. Pass All
6: right. So past rate,
5: you know, this I week. like that. That's a good yeah. point. Um, let's think of it this way. What about the weakest part of our week one performance, right? Strengths, right? Number one, you're going to say pass rush, right? Is that we got after the quarterback. Panther Nation podcast is in the chat room. He put up this amazing stat from Pro Football Focus that said we have like a 74% pressure rate. I mean, you Look, we had six sacks. 10 pressures at the very, on a conservative number, 10 hits, 10 hits. So six sacks, 10 additional hits on the quarterback, and then you have pressures after that. And that's a conservative number. Pro football focus had it even higher. Upwards of uh, Zach Wilson, who passed the ball 37 times, uh, was under duress 74% of the time, right? So we could say that is the, the, the brightest light, I felt like, number one. Number 2 is that um the secondary and the defense as a whole I thought played very well. Um not perfect but very well. Christian McCaffrey back looking great, looking sensational. Dominant. Sam Darnold makes the meets meets expectations, right? If not exceeds them a hair in my opinion. And uh so I guess the only other thing you can say is this is Special teams was lacking if you throw in A, the kicker, number one. Mm -hmm. Charlton, who's my man who didn't pin it, you know, like he could have pinned it a little. Like he's been dropping bombs. And then one time we need him to drop a little baby bomb. Couldn't do it. The punt return game is sorry.
6: We've been sorry for so
5: long. I know. But, then what is the sorriest part? It's got to be that interior offensive line. It does. And like I is said, is. Yeah, yeah, good. Was, I'm not
6: disagreeing that we need work by any means. I'm just saying we by far weren't the first, weren't the worst. And I know you're all people in the chat are saying pass rate, whatever. Come on guys. Right. Jameis Winston's stats. He he had four touchdowns with less than a hundred yards this week before he got his fifth. So, I mean, come well, on, that's good. That's going right. to be very, but, but, but,
3: but, but that's also, because they have a big badass offensive line that can run the football, so they had always. No, they weren't they had, great my, in the run
5: they, game. Actually, they that, weren't great. They, my they, final Alva point to that is, had, look, had
3: two rushing touches. I think they they were they were damn good in the in the running game. They were great. So they that, had like 178 yards. They
6: were great. But look, my final point to that is: look, when when you you can't be perfect in every position all the time. You've got to compromise somewhere. OK, if you go to a strip club and the stripper that you've chosen to give you a lap dance has uh, implants, does it matter that much? You're getting the job done. She's making do for you know, she's making do for what she can, you know, or making changes for what she can to make things better or compromising. That's what you've got to do in football. You I can't, thought you accept accept that she looked good talking. and
5: had like four toes or something. The well, of course, look, look, but look. Do- Dolly Parton is fake. Dolly
6: Parton is fake 100 percent. But doesn't she looks good for, for, for you know her age and what she's doing. So does it work? Does it matter if it's fake? It looks <laughs> We're going good. off the
5: rails. Yes. We're talking no, about I'm, the I'm, lady I'm, that runs I'm, the media program. What I'm, what I'm saying, saying this, is this if is
6: the Panthers, I'm, if the Panthers have to be bad in a certain point, but but make up that somewhere else or compromise somewhere else because they have to lack here, that's what teams have to but do. But
3: listen, if you're gonna compromise anywhere, I'm here to tell you that the place to not do it is okay. the offensive line. And especially when you have a quarterback but there's only so that was, many that good was offensive disastrous line. in New York. You yeah. want to try and turn his career around. You're not going to be able to do it with this kind of interior pass rush. On this touchdown to Robbie Anderson, if it wasn't for Christian McCaffrey uh, pa- stepping up and, and pass blocking on this play and uh, you know making up for Miller, who absolutely whiffed. On that, but that's play. what he's there It wasn't Miller. That that's, that's Dennis Daly. Room. That's Cody. Dennis Daly. That's Miller. Daly. Right. That's Dennis Daly. No, look, Cody. You don't right. even have the room to step up into that pocket to make the throw you're if it right okay. for christian but McCaffrey. that's what christian we mccaffrey's there for in that play that's why you put him there protection all but, the time
6: dude cody that's why you put him there is for that reason he is your security blanket he's there to pick up the blitz to pick up the guy that gets past the first line he's your last line of defense they
5: plan for that
6: that's, That's, well, that actually, it. In, the we press, can't it every time. in the press
5: conference, it every time. here's the thing. The thing. Don't do that every what's time. What's very interesting about that is that in the press conference, uh, Matt Rule got on uh, Chuba Hubbard for missing a block. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, praised uh, Christian McCaffrey like crazy. He actually said it wasn't a blitz pickup, but it was just a guy that blew his assignment. And thank God he, he said that it could have been Christian McCaffrey's greatest play of the day. Yeah. Right. But here is that the whole point that we're trying to, uh, to circle back to is uh, out of uh, what I thought were a very lot of positives. Right. If we come to the first one of the first line of concern, it turns out to be the first line of defense, technically. And that is our offensive line. But next, uh, there has been some heat that has come on this coaching staff interestingly, about um, kind of the explosiveness of the offense. Now, uh, I've got some things to say about uh, people who have been making these Teddy Bridgewater comparisons. We got to miss me with that. But Joe Brady has come under fire um, for not having a dynamic enough offense. Um, And the tangible evidence of that continues to surround that kicking decision of punting the ball on like the 33 one time and the 37 another time. Cody Matt rule addressed this in his press conference about, he was asked why they decided to punt the ball in those circumstances. This is something we addressed in the post game. Can we hear that clip? Sure. So
4: some hard decisions to make, you know, that I had the ball in the 33 yard line and punted it instead of going for the field goal. And, um, you know, that's, that's a tough decision to make. I can tell you that, but it felt like the way our defense was playing, I just wanted to try to pin him down and we had worked all, we thought we were going to get him down inside the five, inside the 10. It didn't quite work out that way, but, you know, we had a couple drives where we were able to pin them back and, and just playing off the defense and uh, defense, you know, was made some big plays for us.
3: And, and yeah, I don't, I, I want to say that I don't disagree. With Matt Rule's assertion there, like, yeah, our defense was playing damn good. But one, it, it goes back to what I was saying about Santoso. You're not even giving him the opportunity in that scenario to put points on the board. And then number two, it's like you're trying to win the football game and you're choosing to not put points on the board. It's from 33. It's like I don't understand any of the kicking Decisions that they've made, even though I understand it, I don't think that that was a good idea in that scenario. You take the points. I just think that it was worked. A, dumb, a dumb decision to make.
5: It worked, and you're There's right. He, he is right that the defense is was the strength of the day, and they felt confident in that. And the defense did close this sucker out, ultimately, even though in the third quarter we did absolutely nothing, 24 Yards of offense, and that is when they got gassed. And you know these off-platform throws that Zach Wilson was was able to make, but he is. I mean, like I understand that the defense did win, could win that game. The the kind of interest, the crazy part about it is, is that on a third on the thirty-three yard line, fourth and seven, you have that. You have two choice, three choices. You can punt the ball. You can go for a field goal, which would have been 52, or you could even go for it on fourth and seven. Why didn't you just go for it at this point? If the defense, right. if you have that much faith, right? If you have that much faith in the defense, why don't we just go for it then? It's like if you don't have faith in the kicker, then, and you got faith in the defense, well, why not?
3: It, I mean, we don't trust our pass protection. What?
5: No,
6: but you can't say you don't trust the pass protection if, in the interview, you say you trust the defense and how much how great the defense was. That's what I'm saying. He, he's speaking in circles. All right, let's. Uh, so we've we've talked and we'll and, his... and
5: we'll ask some of these questions. We've got our first guest of the night, Jonathan Alexander, from the Charlotte Observer, beat reporter and best asker of questions in the post games and the press conferences with Matt Rule. I promise you this. The most insightful questions. I've said this to him three times on Twitter in the last year. It took one person 17 minutes almost to ask about this offensive line. Finally, you did it. Welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast, Jonathan.
8: Thanks for having me. And sorry for the mix up and uh, me not being on time. But I and but I appreciate the kind words, too.
5: No here. problem, man. We're going to power through this. And um, look, week one against the Jets, the the Panthers are able to pull out, not pull out a win. It felt like it could have been a dominant performance to start. We were on the precipice of a blowout. Uh, but things slowed down in the third quarter. But the Panthers are able to win in week one. We're heading to the Saints. What's the sense that you get um, and being in these post games about the team's feelings about this first win
8: uh you know i think they're excited uh you know i think you know coming off last year they got they felt like they were a good team um but they had a lot of close losses and the record didn't reflect that i think that's how they felt and then all offseason they have been kind of working towards you know really proving that they belong you know they added a lot of a lot of key veterans there and a lot of their younger players got a lot better and um you know, I think all that work and coming together is what they said. They came together, you know, they finally had off season. I think all that work kind of culminated in, and they put out a pretty good performance out there against the Jets and they won. And I think, you know, for them, it was kind of, you know, proven to all the naysayers um, that they do belong. I think if you look, uh, I don't know if y'all saw, but ESPN did some type of simulation and they had the Panthers at like five and 12, they simulated the season, had the Panthers at five and 12. And with the, uh, n- with the number one uh, pick in the twenty twenty one draft, and you know, I think they saw that, and I think they use it as well, motivation. Now, it's it's only the first game, but I think it will. I think what you saw, I think you saw some good things.
5: Cody, get in there.
3: So, Jonathan, uh, once again, thank you for joining us tonight. We have to talk about one of the things that you know we. It's been a very hot button topic amongst panther fans and that's this offensive line and as of right now the panther fans are thinking man we have a legit defense that can get after the quarterback we have the defensive backfield to be able to you know protect against the pass but if we're going to be able to rejuvenate sam donald's career he's going to need help and and time to drop back and the panthers did not rate very well in pass protection how does this get better for the panthers and what what do you think of this matchup coming up this sunday and do you think our offensive line is going to be able to withstand that four-man rush from the saints
8: you know i think that's a good observation i mean i think the panthers if i was if i'm not mistaken gave up about seven or eight pressures um in that game i think it was eight pressures in the game against Jets, and that was one less than zach wilson and i, I think that's really credit you know, considering Sam Darnold only got sacked once, I think that was credit to Sam Darnold. He made a lot of those throws under pressure, got hit after the after the play. I think the defense. I think the offensive line is it's I mean, we knew that it was huge question marks coming into this game, and we saw that they're not gonna hold up for a full seventeen game season. The Panthers gonna have to figure that out. I think uh what you may see is some suffering shuffling around. Matt Rule, you know, said that he was hoping that John Miller could come back. You know, he was on the COVID nineteen list, COVID reserve list and don't know we're not really sure yet if it'll be approved um, by the doctors. We're still waiting. I mean, that should help. I- I'm not the biggest fan of Elfline. Um uh, you're not
3: alone, brother.
8: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm still worrying about Cameron Irving. I think Dennis Daly is good, but I don't think right guard is his position. And admittedly, he admitted it. You know, he's used to playing left side and he had to relearn that thing, relearn that whole. You know, it, it it's interesting how different left and right guard are. Mm. You know, just if you hear people tell it, um, you're just doing every everything opposite. So, I think it, it. I think eventually, what I could easily see happen is, you know, as, as Miller comes back, you put Miller back at right guard. You put Dennis Daly at left guard, um, and I, I think that probably will be in the short term of what they'll look at. But I don't. I don't know how long it's gonna hold up. And the Saints are a really good defense. I think. They were really good last year, and they carried that over this year, and I think that's going to be what carries the Saints, um, you know, further than Jameis Winston. And I think the Panthers are really going to have to worry about that pass rush at the same spring.
3: Yeah, and to to, I always, to be bad too, let me just ask one more question off the back of that O line, and then I'll pass the mic. Do you foresee any scenario where either of Deontay Brown or Brady Christensen work their way into this lineup? Because I've been saying you know, since the preseason and granted it was against preseason defenses, but I thought Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen looked very good on that right side of the offensive line. And I just wonder if maybe if the answers to some of our offensive line are are already on the roster.
8: I don't, I don't think so uh, for, you know, this reason. Uh, I mean, I think when they look at, you know, I think Deontay Brown and, and Brady Christensen are going to be good. I just think that, um, you know, there are still some other nuances that they have to learn, um, some type of pass protections. I think what you saw was they played well against the backups in the preseason, and I think the coaches recognize that. Um, but I, I do I do think that they'd be starting um, had the coaches felt like they'd, uh, they'd been good enough. I, I think that um, – I think Deontay Brown's a little bit ahead of Brady. Um, um but
5: because of power, probably. Yeah. Sheer power, man. Yeah. You know, is that and that could work at a guard position. In fact, it seems like those the interior line hasn't been getting beat, just beat up. They're just yeah. been muscled around. I mean, they're making the blocks. They just happen to be walking backwards doing it.
8: Yeah, yeah. I, I think if the Panthers are left with no options that they could at some point. But I, I do think dennis De- they would move Dennis Daly over to left guard first. They would play John Miller first um, before going to Brady or Deontay. I think Deontay, or, I, Deontay and Brady are kind of third string type of guys right now. They're still rookies, still learning. I don't think they want to rush those guys in. You got to think Brady was, is used to playing left tackle. Uh, he's still learning the position. Uh, so they don't want to rush that yet.
5: You're listening to well, you're listening to the C three Panthers podcast, and we're hanging out with Jonathan Alexander from the Charlotte Observer. You can check them out for the closest and uh, coverage of the Carolina Panthers. Support your local newspapers. I will tell you that. You. Uh, let's go on and ask the or what is going on with this special teams debacle? And <laughs> I call it. I'm going to call it a special teams debacle. It's not just. One thing is that the best player on special teams happens to be our punter, who was the guy that punted it over the wall twice in preseason last year. And then he becomes the man. Like, all of a sudden, he got the he got the heebie-jeebies out of him. And now he's the best player on special teams. We've dealt with Joey Sly, no competition in camp. Now we have Ryan Santoso, who's been cut today. Um, and who knows what's going on at the kicking position and on top of that man that punt return game is a mess too and has been a mess for the carolina panthers for a long time what the heck is going on on special teams
8: yeah you know i I think in my you know joey Sly was struggling and he had been struggling for some time however i do think the panthers overreacted in releasing him because they didn't have a plan when they did release him, Uh, you know, as you saw, Joey Sly had a great game with the Texans, Uh, but I I don't think that there was proper planning in this. Um, You know, they traded, you know, for, for Ryan Santoso and they get their draft pick back. However, they resorted to getting Zane Gonzalez and Zane Gonzalez had a terrible 2020, 2020. I think he made only 72% of his kicks and that's not going to get it done. I mean, even the Detroit Lions didn't think he was good enough to, to start for them. Um, so I think that, I think what you're seeing is the Panthers made a mistake. I think, um, and I, I do think they should have rolled it out a little bit longer with Joey Sly. Um, just see if he could get over that hump and then address it, you know, unless it just got too bad, but then address it the next offseason. Um, uh, punt return, you know, they I think they made a mistake there too. Uh, I mean David Moore wasn't getting it done as much as uh, they were hoping for however they cut bait with him and then shy Smith gets hurt and then so you don't have shy Smith available. Um, so um, you know I just think it is it, it's, it's a couple of mistakes you know they've just made premature decisions I think a little too early and it's it's coming back to bite them and the, and the kicker thing is is something that I think uh, is something probably they got to worry about. Uh, I think that's probably the most dire situation they got.
3: Jonathan, do you agree with me? I think that Ryan Santoso didn't even get an mm-hmm. opportunity to show what he was made of. Like, I mean, especially on that, you know, deciding to punt the ball on the Jets 33. Uh, you know, there were opportunities that they had to see what he was. And it was just because of that missed extra point that they just didn't even give him the opportunity. Did you think that this was just about the draft pick? They didn't want to send a seventh rounder uh, to the Saints if they had him uh, playing against the Saints. Or, or pardon me, we're going to have to send a seventh rounder to the Giants, I believe, yeah. uh, if it was if we played him against the Saints. Do you think that was the biggest factor? Or, I mean, I, I just think that they don't didn't give Ryan Santoso an opportunity to earn the job.
8: I, I think they. To be one hundred percent honest with you, I think they had determined or saw enough uh of 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 Ryan Santoso in that practice leading up and they weren't exactly super high on it. They didn't want to risk that seventh round losing that seventh round pick um based on what they already knew. Uh, Ryan Santoso basically had to be perfect in that game for them to keep him. Um and he missed that extra point, and that was enough for them to say. Yeah, we're we're not going to part ways. We're, yeah, he's 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 going to be gone exactly. Um, so you know, I, I did I did think it would have been a great. I mean, I I did think they should have allowed him to kick that fifty-two yard kick. That a fifty-two yard kick is not that hard. That's a makeable kick. But at the same time, I do think their minds were were already made up um, heading into the game. I think they had saw enough. Um, and when he missed that extra point, it was it was over at that point. Mm-hmm.
6: Can I say to the, the the kicker position is so difficult too because you know uh Cody, I see what you're saying about not giving him a chance, but it's so difficult with a kicker because look at Joey Sly, he had a great game against this week, but he's had great get ga- a great game, a great game with the Panthers too. Does that mean this is the guy moving forward? I mean, if a guy kicks the ball 50 times a year and he misses six, okay, you're looking at what ninety-two percent. Ninety-two percent is pretty good, but what if those first those six misses are in the first three games? Well, I does mean, that mean at the end? Does that mean at the end of the year you're like this guy's terrible?
5: Yeah, you know, we, don't six six to, we don't need to. We don't need to see our ex girlfriend out at the bar with another guy the first day, and and being all crying about it. Right, that's the thing with the Joey yeah. Sly thing is yeah. that we don't need to be crying about Joey Sly. What we need to be crying about is the part that's called the kicking game that ain't that ain't worked and so long for Carolina. Let's move our focus to defense real quick, man. Uh, if there is a bright light and a bright spot, it's young superstars budding on this Carolina Panthers defense under what we've been saying as the best coach on the Panthers staff, Phil snow. He's our favorite <laughs> coach. This man, this gruffy scruffy dude gets these guys playing that defense comes out and it's all over Zach Wilson. It, we know that their offensive line was trash in this game how um optimistic how should we be about this defense based on that week one performance
8: i i think you should be really optimistic I, I i saw a lot of great things i think the biggest thing really is that pass rush and you know that was what the panthers didn't have last year i mean if you think to last year the panthers didn't get their first sack till week three which is terrible um you know stephen wedley admitted he didn't work as hard as he should have and uh now you see, Hassan Reddick just makes such a big difference. Brian Burns is better in year three. Derrick Brown's better in year three. Yes. Um. And Daquan Jones is 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 better than what KK was. Um. I think. Um. They should be And then you you got finally Dante Jackson's healthy. J.C. Horn has much promise. Jeremy Chin is playing the position is playing the position that is natural to him. You saw him go make that recovery on that deep pass and deflect that pass. I think you see a lot of great things, a lot of young players who can play. The only thing I'd be worried about really is the depth. Um if there was an injury, agree. if there's yeah.
5: an that's what I've been saying, if there I mean it's great right where it's at, but yeah. there's a lot of youth there, which is mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But if well, it gets thin after that,
8: yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're a thin team, and uh, you know after that first string, uh, then you have to worry. I, I mean, one of the few second string guys I'm, I'm super high on, other than the defense line, I think the defense line is actually pretty deep. But Frankie Luvu is is somebody I feel confident in. But aside from that, at some of the other positions, they're very thin, and I don't think they. Right now, they can't really sustain a a significant injury to a really key player.
5: Well, we did sustain an injury to uh, the starting cornerback, who is a guy who came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we may be saved by the fact that A.J. Bouye uh, is going to be serving his final game of a suspension uh, this week, will be available on week three. Tell us what's going on in that secondary with these injuries.
8: Yeah, so Miles Hartsfield is out eight to twelve weeks now. Um, and, you know, I just got word from a source earlier today that he is gonna have surgery. He was having a second opinion on on that wrist, but he is gonna have surgery on that on that wrist. So he is gonna be out. He's already on the IR. They put him on the IR yesterday. Um, so they're they're gonna have to do some shuffling. Uh, they just signed Corn Elder to the practice squad. Or they're going during they're the process of signing corn elder to the practice squad, um, and perhaps he may you know get in. He he knows the system. He's played in that system last year, so he has familiar, they have familiarity with them. So I don't think that they would have a problem putting him out on the field for that one game. Um, and and if they don't do that, they'll likely probably move Justin Burris uh, to, to nickel corner and start Sean Chandler, which isn't ideal. Um, those aren't the positions that those guys are comfortable with, um, but it, it might be what they have to do. And then week three to get A.J. Boye back was going to be a huge upgrade because um, A.J. Boye is a veteran. He can play. He's been injured. Former pro, yeah, yeah. um, pro bowler. Yeah, former pro bowler. Yeah. We're coaches. hoping
5: that he is going to be a contributor. I'm going to give everybody a final question uh, so we don't take up too much of your time. My final question, though, because I've been working on this one. Like I said, you ask great questions. We have to deal with some bad questions in these <laughs> press conferences. I'm going to tell you that we got to deal with some bad questions from people. And I'm not going to call anybody out, but you have asked some of the questions that we have been kind of hoping someone would just say. And it's not, it's, they've, they've been wonderful. Just like this. Today was. 12 minutes into this press conference and no one is asked, what do you think about this offensive line performance? Yeah. And that was the question. And I loved it. My question to you is what is your question for Matt rule this week going into the saints? Going what do you into- want to know about the saints from Matt rule?
8: That's a good question. I have not. My- <laughs> yeah,
5: we got good <laughs> questions everywhere.
8: Yeah, y'all, do- y'all do have good questions. Um Man. To, to what do you want to
5: know from Matt Rule about the Saints?
8: About the Saints, um, or this week? I really, I, the first thing that comes to my mind really is why they decided to, to get Zane Gonzalez. Um, he was not, he was not good uh, last year in 2020, and what makes them think they have that he can get the job done uh, <laughs> for the Panthers? Um, we
5: need Jake Verity. I'm an ECU alum. My man is the Baltimore guy that they, that every year they've tried, they they say, Justin Tucker, you're going to kick all season for us. We know that. So we're going to have some punter come out here and be really good. Cause there's no pressure. Jake Verity has done that. And then we're going to trade him for a seventh round pick. But in some reason he kicks all these great kicks in preseason, we get, ryan santoso and now whoever this zane what's his name zane
8: zane gonzalez Gonzalez. yeah
5: i can't even mess with him already so this is where is jake verity at all right cody what's your question for jonathan
3: yeah i mean my question uh is about sam donald and you know i i seem to think that sam looked fine Uh, i thought he made a lot of good throws um I thought he had to deal with a lot of pressure in his face, which also kind of hindered his performance. But Matt Rule even mentioned, you know, uh, there was a missed touchdown pass to Ian Thomas in the end zone. My question is just based off of your own personal, um, off of your view of the football game. How did you rate Sam Donald's performance, and what do you expect from him going into this Saints game?
8: Uh, you know, coming into the game, I would, you know, I wasn't high at all on on Sam Darnold. I had watched the film on him. Um, from 2020 season in the Jets. And what I saw was terrible. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I recognize the fact that he didn't have much help and he didn't have an offensive line, but uh, his mechanics were very much off. He'd throw off his back foot. He'd make, you know, decisions that, you know, just why did he throw that? And when I looked at him uh, on Sunday, he just looked like a totally different different person um he was calm he was he was you know he had a lot of poise his feet were looked correct that's credit to Sean Ryan the quarterback's coach um and he had a lot of pressure uh I, I was really high on the way Sam Darnold I mean like he's not like an Aaron Rodgers or he's not a Russell Wilson but he looked really good for what I saw last year and the circumstances and the pressure in his face um so I was super impressed with Sam Darnold um, he could have been a little bit better of course but for what he did he was he was very impressive. But I think he'll be I think he'll be pretty good against the Saints. I think the Saints are really good. They'll give him a strong test. It'll be a good test to see where Sam Darnold really is. Um but I don't think he'll be bad. Um just based on what I saw in that first game. I think I think he'll I think he'll I think he'll be pretty good now. Um uh I, that's not saying that they'll win but I think Sam Darnold will be good enough. I think it'll be good for him this season. CK,
5: first and last question.
0: Uh, Yeah, hey, uh, thanks for having me back, guys. Sorry about the delay. (laughs) Um, You know, and forgive me, you probably have already addressed this, but um, after the game against the Jets, I was, uh, uh, let's just say, critical of Joe Brady. Um, And I felt as though uh, we have the tools necessary outside of maybe an offensive line capable of holding – uh pass blocks, you know, for an extended period of time. Um, we have all the tools, we have everything we need. And it just felt like there was one quarter of of great, you know, explosive, not just explosive, but like creativity. And then everything else was vanilla. Um I, I'm sure that other fans it's it, it's interesting we come off of a year where Joe Brady was being hailed as possible head coach for all these places, even though some of these same criticisms existed with Teddy Bridgewater in this offense last year. Um, and and I don't know that I've seen a jump yet in, in week one against the Jets when you probably should have a jump um, from, from an offensive coordinator. So when you, I guess, look at what this team did this past week, are you higher or lower on what Joe Brady is? And, and, and how do you feel about him moving forward?
8: Uh, I think I'm about the same. I mean, the same criticisms I had of Joe Brady last year are the same criticisms. Um, I had this year, um, you know, I do think he found a quarterback who fit his system a little bit better, but um, some of those play calls on third down, uh, particularly, I, you know, I just wanted just sticks in my head. It was a third and eight, I think. And they threw an out route to Dan Arnold for five yards. And he right. had no chance to get that first down. Absolutely and I, not. I think in and, and the Panthers were four or 14 on third down conversions. They were one of four. In red zone touchdown opportunities, I mean, you, you're just seeing some of the same kind of mistakes happen. Um, I, you know, I just, I just, I, I, I do think that's on Joe Brady and the coaching staff. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I've been kind of the same. I think Joe Brady definitely has to prove, prove them. Well, it
0: it felt to me like they did everything they could, and, and they did the same thing last year to take the football game out of the hands of the quarterback. You know, like instead of letting like even last year, it felt like, you know, everything that was called was called. There was not much maneuvering. It was you you do what we tell you. And it didn't feel like there was much, uh, you know, audibles or anything. And, And that's what you see out of great teams. You see the quarterback adjusting to what the defense is showing them and not some like I just don't feel like you're seeing that. I feel like it's very like we're 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 playing this this display the way that we called it in the huddle and nothing else, no matter what we see on the, on the field. I just, I feel like they're, they're taking a lot of that, the uncertainty of what Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater can do as a quarterback out of the equation. And and as you said, it's, it's a system, but it's also a system that's going to be predicated on a really good defense. And that's only going to last so long on a 17 game season.
8: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they, Joe Brady's definitely got to be better in his play calling. I think um, Panthers should have had more points on the board. Uh, they should have beat the Jets by at least three touchdowns, two or three touchdowns.
5: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Anyway, final question,
6: Greg. Uh, final question, man. I've had a lot running through my mind. I'm going to try to sum up just about everything we've talked about the whole time into one giant question right here. <laughs> uh, you know, we t- we talked about the O-line. We talked about Sam Darnold. We talked about A.J. Bouye coming back. Um, with <laughs> the roster we have, we've seen that, Brad, quarterbacks and the likes of Brad Johnson and Nick Foles come in in Super Bowls. So you don't have to have the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. With AJ Bouye, with CMC coming back, Derek Brown, you know, coming into his own, uh, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, JC Horn, Shaq Thompson, what it looks like, special teams, the O line. Do we have on the roster what it takes to, I'm going to set the bar at win the NFC
8: South? To win the NFC South, no. With what we
6: have on the roster.
8: I I don't think so. I think to win the NFC South and to be a deep playoff team, I think you got to have a deep roster. And I don't think the Panthers have a deep roster. I think that the Buccaneers are are hands down the best team in the NFC South, NFC. I think, um, you know, I think what you see from them is a deep roster. They can sustain injuries. And injuries happen on every team. They happen during the course of the season. Um, I think the Panthers could be the number two team in the NFC South, and they could be on the precipice of a playoff team. But as far as winning the NFC South, I just think they're not deep enough. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't. Yeah, I
0: don't see this team having been able to do what the Dallas Cowboys was tit for tat throwing that ball down the field. No, you but if we win Sunday
5: against the Saints, the maybe there's a way we could be second in the division wild card yeah. again yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, I, but it's, it's just tough. week one folks hey i'm excited i'm exactly. optimistic but hey i also said we're a 500 team hoping to be a 12 win team next year or 11 win team next year the question is we might be boomer bust as cody last says it's boomer or bust or it might be in the yep. middle but right now we're one and oh and uh, Jonathan has had his first experience on the C3 Panthers podcast. We've been doing this for nine years. Have not missed a Tuesday night, Jonathan. And oh, we thank you correct. so much for giving you, giving your time to us this evening. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. And folks, go subscribe uh, to the Charlotte Observer Digital Media as well. Go ahead and support uh, this type of content. Jonathan, how can they find you on social media?
8: Uh, you can find me at john m j-o-n-m alexander uh on twitter and on instagram j-o-n-m alexander underscore uh thank you for having me i appreciate y'all having me on again i apologize for my misunderstanding of things but i'm glad to be on Um, thanks for having me and thanks for thinking about me
5: well we'll be here every tuesday night at 9 p.m and we hope we can do this again in the future Thanks for your time, Jonathan, and uh, good luck. Hey, good luck formulating that best question <laughs> for Matt Rule. I'm telling you. is I I listen to the questions, and the man not named David Newton <laughs> doesn't ask the best <laughs> questions. Anyway, uh, we appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, so uh, guys. Take care. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. That was Jonathan Alexander with the Charlotte Observer. And, uh, guys, we've got your cat calls coming tonight, 252-228-5098. Go ahead and support the show. Thumbs up button, a share, a like, a comment. We appreciate that support, and I appreciate the support of my good friend, Bob Rose, who is here to help us figure out what the heck is going to happen as the Panthers host the Saints, and the Saints just wants the damn Green Bay Packers. But I have, uh, first – Thank you for your patience, Bob. Our guest was a little late showing up, and it just made logical sense to go pre. Now we're looking ahead to the New Orleans Saints. I gotta say this I have an unpopular opinion. As every Panther fan looked at the box score from the Saints Green Bay Packers, they trembled, their knees were quaking. They were talking about how bad the Panthers' offensive line was, how nothing's going to happen, how we can't have no chance. And I watched the game, and I don't want to take a lot away. The defense, wonderful. I was, I was, I would say, I, I wouldn't even go as far as to say wonderful. They were pretty good. The Green Bay Packers were terrible, man. They were freaking awful. But Jameis Winston comes out efficient. Under the best of circumstances, I think the Saints are a good team, had a great game. But was this being a great team, or was this the Packers just with the ultimate meltdown? And what one Saints fan I heard describe as the greatest opener in Saints history and Bob.
3: Bob, can you hear us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, I can hear it?
9: you guys. Yeah, you broke up a little bit.
5: Uh, it's yeah, a monologue. You. Sorry for my monologue, but are you guys a great team or was the Packers, and is this the greatest opener in Saints history, or is uh, was this the greatest meltdown in the history of the world for the Green Bay Packers?
9: Guys, it's somewhere. And, guys, thank you so much for having me. Y'all make me feel like a rock star every time you're on or every time I'm on with you. A little bit extra time in the green room never killed anybody. Uh, it was, it, You know what? It was somewhere in between an absolute meltdown by the Packers and the Saints being a great team. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe it's somewhere in between. Let's not anoint the, the New Orleans Saints for the Super Bowl just yet, uh, and let's not throw dirt on the Green Bay Packers just yet either. But you have to admire, even if you're a Saints hater, Tony, uh, Even if you're a Saints hater, you have to admire the focus that this organization had being displaced to Texas and then happened to move the season opener for a second time out to Jacksonville. They just came in with laser sharp focus and kudos to Sean Payton for putting together a great game plan. I think, and I've said it all offseason, I think this New Orleans defense is going to be one of the better in the league. And we saw them do this against Green Bay without David Onyemata in the middle. Uh, you know, obviously without Michael Thomas on offense uh, and with an unproven cornerback position. Uh, I, you know, I, I think the Saints are a playoff contender still. Listen, Jameis Winston is not going to throw five touchdowns and no interceptions every week. Uh, all five of us have seen the good Jameis Winston and the bad Jameis Winston. And the Saints are going to get some you know, they're going to experience some ups and downs. But if you're a Saints fan, you've got to be uh, encouraged with what your team did against the Packers in week 1.
5: Would you like Sean Payton if he wasn't your coach?
9: Uh yeah. Yeah, I unless he was coaching a rival because he is one of those guys that if you play or coach against you absolutely hate his arrogance. But man, if he is on your side, you want to go to battle for him, you want to run through a wall for him. Uh you know, not to make myself sound like a a you know what? Uh, but when I coached, I coached with a lot of that same mentality and attitude and, yeah, arrogance. Yeah, uh, you know, So I admire what I see in Sean Payton. I always have. I loved him as an offensive coordinator, too, before he came to New Orleans. Uh, but, yeah, if he's on the sidelines of your chief rival, you hate that rival and you hate Sean Payton a little bit more.
5: The reason I ask is because uh, the, uh, the Panther fans have been critical about our offensive coordinator – and who is kind of a disciple of sean of sean payton right who has spent time there uh who had uh, one of the most or was part of one of the most explosive offenses if not the most explosive offense in college history right the joe burrow um lsu squad and some people i saw a great tweet from someone today and they said uh we all hoping Joe Brady can put together an offense that scores 40 a week. Sean Payton come out there trying to put a 50 burger on you every time, man. Like, and that's why I asked that question is is there's a lethalness that surrounds the way he coaches that offense. I heard something to the effect of that he saw um one defensive formation from um a Packers game last year against the Chargers and he saw that and he caught a play and it like resulted in a touchdown how is this guy so dialed in and uh, can he continue that sort of dominance with a Jameis Winston and and some of the challenges that are facing this team with the COVID now and and some of these injuries
9: yeah, listen, uh, and that, you, know, you I'll tackle the COVID issue first. News broke today uh, that six Saints assistant coaches, their entire offensive staff outside of Sean Payton mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID. Now, the entire coaching staff has been vaccinated, which gives those men a shot at being either on the sidelines or in the booth on Sunday, but they have to meet a whole lot of protocols between now and then. Uh, and that uh, changes their preparation for you guys, too. Uh, you know, it means that all game planning, all coaches' meetings, uh, you know, they have to be conducted through Zoom. Now, obviously, every NFL team experienced that to a, to a big level last season, so that's not not a big change. But you're still talking about an inexperienced receiving crew for the core for the Saints, uh, and a quarterback in Jameis Winston who's only making his second start for the team. So I expect the Saints to have a fairly vanilla game plan coming in. Uh, but as far as Sean Payton and the way he prepares his game plans, and for specific opponents. The man eats, you know, eats breeze and sleeps football. Uh, you know, and he expects and demands a lot of the same things out of not only his players, but certainly his assistants. I think that Sean Payton has relished this challenge of coaching without Drew Brees. That's not a disrespect or a slight on his relationship with Breeze, because the two are uh, still extremely close. But Sean wants to prove now that he could be this great offensive mind without a legendary quarterback. Uh, and it's a, it's very much an ego thing with Sean, but I think there's something to that. Uh, and Jameis Winston has the skill set. Sean always bases his game plans around what his quarterback does best. He sits down with that quarterback. He did it with Teddy. He did it with Taysom, and he's doing it with Jameis. He sits down with them and says, okay, what do you what plays do you like? And we'll, you know, we'll we'll feature our game plans around that. What plays don't you like? And we'll take them out of the game plan altogether this week. And I think that's what makes Sean Payton a very unique offensive coach.
3: So, Bob, before we go any further, real quick, I have to uh, ask my partner CK to uh, first do like the laundry guy, Tony's brother, who's happy enough to join us here in the chat. Uh, joining us here, and uh, he would like for CK to put on all 120 viewers that we have in the chat room right now a very specific kind of shame. CK, would you let him know?
0: sub (laughs) subscriber oh shame God. hit the like subscriber button people
3: subscriber shame 119 people watching a minute ago we were up to almost 130 people i'm pretty sure that's a record for us right now if you haven't done so already hey touch that like button make love to that notification bell and if you haven't already <laughs> give a gentle smooch to that subscribe button so that way you get all this c3 panther content that we have coming your way now, with that out of the way, Bob, one, I appreciate your patience earlier. I guess ran a little bit long, but as you said, hey, the green room is, is a comfortable place to, to wait sometimes. But um, you, uh, you mentioned Jameis Winston, and my brother is a diehard New Orleans Saints fan. And after the New Orleans Saints trubbed the Green Bay Packers, he calls me and says, Cody, I'm happy that Drew Brees retired. He's like, I love him. I'm thankful for what he did for this football team. But his mindset is is that now that Drew Brees is gone, they have a quarterback that can affect every level of the football field And Jameis Winston. How are you feeling about your quarterback position? I know you touched on it a little bit with Jameis and how we've seen him throw a bunch of interceptions as, as well. But I want you to speak on what you've seen from Jameis thus far. And if you have seen any more consistency with him playing for the Saints that maybe you didn't see when he was playing for the Buccaneers.
9: And, and Yeah, that, that is such a great issue. Uh, and I, I have seen a lot more consistency from Jameis Winston. Just in the two preseason games, uh, the, the training camp footage, and certainly last week, uh, yeah, Jameis is being very decisive with his reads. He's not afraid to tuck the ball and and run and show some of that mobility that he has. Uh, you know, if his first two three reads breaks down, he's not going to force the ball. Uh, and I think that Sean Payton is going to keep Jameis on a very short leash. Jameis Winston is not going to get the opportunity to throw thirty interceptions in Sean Payton's offense. He'll be out on the streets first. Uh, you know, but Jameis put in a long offseason. Uh, you know, working up a rapport with a lot of his receivers, and you see that with Marquez Calloway and Juwan Johnson in particular. Uh, And I I think Jameis is going to be more consistent. One thing that we have to realize is uh, Jameis Winston as an individual and as a player, he needed to mature a lot. So the jury is still out on that until it's not. I know the locker room absolutely loves him. They were big advocates for him to come back after last season, after what he showed them in practice and in the locker room. Uh, But Jameis in Tampa Bay, he had four different head coaches in five years, four different offensive coordinators, never had a consistent running game, had a trash offensive line in front of him, and had a defense that oftentimes gave, would give up 30 points a game. So while he had the receivers and some talent around him, he wasn't with a consistently uh, stable organization. With the Saints, he has that. And I think it showed last year, even though he got very, very little playing time, it's going to translate over into this season, and I think you're going to see a very consistent Jameis Winston.
5: Let me he looks leaner. That. He looks leaner to me.
3: He does. Yeah, I've noticed that too. I, I, I felt like he had a little bit of a belly when he was playing for the Buccaneers, and he's uh, kind of leaned out now. It it really does feel like he's like he's trying to turn over a new leaf, and just like Drew Brees uh revitalize his career going from the chargers to the saints. It's uh looking like Jameis is trying to do that that very same thing. But I want to kind of transition and pivot to um if I'm being honest, what kind of worries me the most about this matchup uh this Sunday because right now us as Panther fans, we feel like our defense is on fire. We have a bunch of really good guys. We're fast we're physical. I mean we had uh six sacks A ton of quarterback hits. Uh, We have a much improved defensive backfield. But yet, even in spite of all of that, I'm worried and scared to death that we're going to get a rude awakening when running up against that big, bad Saints offensive line. And, Bob, let me tell you, we've been having our fair share of offensive problems, offensive line problems here in Carolina. But, man, I I have to be honest. I feel like the New Orleans Saints – have and have had for the past few years one of, if not the very best, offensive line in all of football. Do you foresee that as your offensive key this season? Just because you don't have to put everything on Jameis Winston's hands. You know you have Alvin Kamara and an offensive line that allows you to be as versatile as you want to be.
9: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the bit. If the Saints are going to be a playoff team like I think they are, it's because they beat people up in the trenches, both offensively and defensively. And I know we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But the strength of this Saints team is undoubtedly their offensive line. Even when center Eric McCoy went down in the first series, that line still stayed together and had a very, very strong performance. They shifted Cesar Ruiz in uh, to center from his right guard spot and plugged Calvin Throckmorton in. Who's had who's in his second year, but saw very little playing time last year. Uh, yeah, he he was a standout at right guard. Uh, yeah, so yeah, versatility is the name of the game for this Saints offensive line because they still have James Hurst coming off of the bench too, who could start at either tackle or guard position. And as long as the Saints can run the ball with Kamara or even Tony Jones, who had an effective game against Green Bay, that allows the Saints to stay balanced and means that the pressure. To play hero ball is not on Jameis Winston's shoulders. So that Saints offensive line is going to be the key to every game they play in this year.
5: I was worried. Um, I have been one of those people who have said at some point, the Saints got to take a step back. They got to get old at some point. Drew Brees was the old person. He's left. But I thought, man, this defense, which has become a cornerstone of this team for the last few years, at some point, has to slow down. But um, somehow, this team came out in week one and looked fa- fantastic defensively. One of the things, though, is that you're facing are problems with injury. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who broke his finger inking a $100 million deal, I believe, <laughs> um, will not be playing. Um, but fortunately, you've got Paulson Adebo who is this young man who came and shined big time? And if he was a first round pick, uh, we would you would be jumping for joy when it came to this. Is that if uh, we are jumping for joy for JC Horn, third round pick though, had an incredible debut, an incredible camp from what I've heard. Yeah, and now even though Marshawn Lattimore is hurt, uh, you've got uh, Bl- Bradley Roby coming in, right? So tell us, and what kind of what is this defense looking like? Quan, a- Quan Alexander running around there like a madman.
9: Yeah, first of all, Quan, I, I think Quan is going to play Wolverine in the next X Man movie because he's just had that kind of healing power. Uh, the man, tore his he Achilles. shouldn't
5: be on the field, dude. Yeah.
9: No, he shouldn't. is a killing ru- day. Yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, and Quan, I thought they were going to limit his snap counts because Zach Bond just played out of his mind in the preseason. And Zach played a really strong game against the Packers, too. Uh, that makes it you know, the, the development of Bond uh, and you know, recovery of Quan Alexander, along with the all pro Demario Davis, makes this Saints uh, linebacking unit an incredibly athletic unit. And you need one when you're going to go up against a back like Christian McCaffrey in the secondary. The Saints are officially listing Lattimore as week to week after that uh, thumb uh, and hand surgery today. But I think I would be absolutely shocked if he played on Sunday. Uh, but you're right. You know, Bradley Roby uh, is going to be activated. The Saints had just traded for him last week. Uh, and don't forget about Desmond Troupon, either our old friend from Atlanta. Uh, I know he had a little bit of an inconsistent game against Green Bay, but he was he was only a saint for three days by the time they plugged him in. So I think Trufant, Trufant and uh, Adebo are probably going to be your starters, uh, you know, with Roby getting as much playing time as possible and Gardner, Chauncey Gardner Johnson going to be uh, manning your slot. Uh, and uh, they're going to be tested because I'm I'm huge fans. You guys know I'm huge fans of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They're going to damage a lot of secondaries this year. Uh, and now you added Terrace Marshall into that mix. Uh, as long as they can, keep, you, know, you guys can keep Sam Darnold healthy, he's going to light a lot of teams up. So Adebo is going to be targeted again this week, just like he was against Green Bay. I love the young man. Uh, yeah, He would have been a first-round pick had he not opted out of his last year at Stanford, uh, and he could play you know, physical man coverage, athletically match up against pretty much any wide receiver he's going to go up against, and he has great ball skills and off-ball coverage. So – yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Debo is going to be the key this week. He's going to have to uh, you know, uh, continue that impressive performance he had in week one. Uh, but Roby and Trufon are going to be under the guns, too, against this uh, impressive uh, Panthers receiving core.
5: Cody, go ahead and cue that Jameis clip up real quick, please. Sure, sure thing. Um, my question for you, Bob, is how prepared are the New Orleans Saints for the Carolina Panthers? As we asked Jameis Winston about his, I've watched this thing a billion times.
7: Defense in the
4: running game, give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis.
8: I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did you say? he just told us to be prepared <laughs> what did he
5: say and you know what is that i know i laughed and i giggled at Jameis winston non-stop over this i watched it a hundred times it made me feel so good but i would have been that same guy that was about to say something and had the fleeting moment Jameis winston looked <laughs> up to the sky and said I don't care what I was about to say. I'm just, pre- just be prepared. How prepared are the Saints uh, for the Panthers this week? Um, as they are, we're all tied for the lead in the division.
9: Yeah. And um, listen, Jameis Winston can make as many mistakes as he wants to post game. Uh, if he gives you a couple of touchdowns, even a couple touchdowns takes care of the football like I said, he he can be as goofy as he wants in post I
5: like him. I like him more now. As long as yeah, he's not yeah, like doing, more.
0: as long as he's not having a game like he had against you guys when he was with the Bucks and he just embarrassed himself on every possible level and then losing like he did. Then <laughs> I completely understand your position.
3: Bob I yeah. think one of the things that endears Jameis to so many people is that it doesn't seem like he's trying. Like he's not trying to make people <laughs> yeah. laugh at him. Like this is just who he is. Like he's yeah, just I love big, it. he's just a big goofy kid and <laughs> he's gonna make jokes and it's gonna be silly. It's like he almost has a little bit of that Cam Newton in him, where he's he's just a big goofy, jovial guy, you know, and I think that he's definitely Gelled well. <laughs> what did uh, he say? <laughs> what
5: did my what mama did used say? to always tell me? What did she tell me? I don't know. That yeah. it was awesome. I mean, like the W's. We make fun of that. We make fun of man. I tell you, every week there are Panther fans that are putting up the Jameis workouts for mm-hmm. like when he's warming up in the. You know, and he's getting his hips loose, and he's doing all this. But we, I think he is endearing himself to us, and we hate everything about our competition.
9: You know what? I know you do, and I respect that. But I think that I, I feel pretty confident that all five of us can agree that we can present you – know, the Panther Saints can present a united front uh, against the Brady led Buccaneers and of course the hated Atlanta Falcons. Yeah 100%. aren't they so
5: bad? Aren't the Falcons so bad? Isn't that the most glorious thing in the world of did you see that picture of Matt Ryan just laying on his face? I didn't even feel bad. I was just like, oh that's awesome. Moving on. <laughs>
9: Yeah, and I, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun year. I mean, there's always wars in the uh, throughout the NFC South between all of our teams, uh, and you know, the, you know, the, the Falcons are the easiest to poke fun at and make fun of, uh, but we know that they're going to surprise either you guys or us or both, uh, you know, at some point this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I've made fun of uh, my friend who's a Falcons fan. They've been 0-6 and come back and had a better record than us at the end of the year, so you right, can right. definitely come back and bite you. Uh, and somebody may have asked this question when I was gone, and I apologize for coming in late, but uh, before this game, were you did you believe Jameis Winston could get it done? Did you believe he was the answer, or do you after this game, should I ask?
9: I've been a Jameis Winston supporter all off season. Uh, okay. you know, even I, I was a strong advocate that they wanted. I wanted them to re-sign him uh, because he remember he wasn't under contract at the end of the, the last year. Uh, you know, I I believe uh, you know, in Jameis Winston's skill set, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I realize there's going to be some ups and downs with him, uh, but I think he he has the physical ability to put up some numbers in this Sean Payton offense. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he a Super Bowl quarterback? That remains to be. Get back to me in December after he's played a couple of big games uh, okay. for a playoff contender, uh, and I'll be able. I'll feel more confident in answering that question. But I do. Don't believe you like seeing?
5: The, uh, don't you like seeing the Saints open that offense up a bit, though?
9: I do. I do, and good. I. I love what Drew Brees did uh, and, and had the ability to do. But let's face reality. Yeah, this offense really the last three years was severely limited in what they could do down the field, and defenses knew it. And when they faced better defenses, it really affected not only the offensive performance but just the offensive game plan in coming in. Uh, yeah, this isn't going to be unlike what some F- Saints fans think. This isn't going to be a reincarnation of the bomb away Oakland Raiders from the nineteen seventies, uh, but. Sean Payton and Jameis Winston are going to take shots, and it's going to prevent defenses from stacking the box. Uh, you know, the, you, first of all, you have to uh, – uh, you know, it's going to freeze defenses to play action face will. Uh, and you know, the safeties aren't going to be able to sit on those shorter routes, which means that when Michael Thomas does come back healthy, he's going to have even more room to operate underneath Because they know that a guy like Jameis Winston, who's always thrown a pretty deep ball, by the way, uh, Jameis Winston is going to be able to beat you deep. So you can't sit on those underneath routes.
3: Yeah, 100 percent. Let me ask you, Bob, let's pivot to what you're looking at in this matchup against the Panthers. Um, and maybe some of the key matchups that maybe you're worried about that maybe you think that the Panthers could um, pose a potential threat to you guys. Hey, or it could be the other way around. You might think that the Saints walk into Charlotte and just walk right over us. I want to get your opinion on this matchup and where, if anywhere, do you think the, the Saints might be a little bit vulnerable to what the Panthers might do?
9: Well, first of all, you got to protect your quarterback. Yeah, uh, you know, we've talked about Jameis Winston all night, and even though the Saints have an impressive offensive line, again, Eric McCoy is going to be out. Uh, yeah, Brian Burns has been a thorn in Drew Brees' side for the previous two years, uh, and I expect I, I expect him to do the same. And your your defensive front has only gotten even deeper this off season, uh, and now you added J.C. Horn along with Dante uh, Dante, who's uh, I've always loved on the back end. Yeah. It, it's still it. it the Saints put up 38 points, but only five completions went to wide receivers. That receiving core for the Saints still has a lot to prove to me. And until they're able to prove it uh, you know, against a, a, against an up-and-coming secondary like the Panthers, this is still the biggest weakness on this team for me. Uh, and you know, if a receiver can sort of emerge and separate himself from the pack, especially before Michael Thomas returns, that's going to open up a lot more space for Alvin Kamara and I expect Kamara to be a lot more involved in the passing game uh, against Carolina than he was last week, especially if Tony Jones, his backup at running back, is still able to run the ball well. Uh, yeah, so there's very a lot of interesting matchups on that side of the ball. When the Panthers have the ball, it's going to be—it's almost like strength on strength, weakness on weakness, uh, because yeah. The, I, again, I've never been a fan of Sam Darnold. The book on him has been if you rattle him early on, he's going to throw a lot of interceptions and just a lot of bad balls. If the Saints can pressure Darnold like they pressured Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a long day for the Panthers. But if your offensive line holds up just a little bit, again, without Marshawn Lattimore, I love Adebo. I think Roby and Trufant are going to be just fine. But Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, who I've always loved, they could run run wild through the uh, uh, Saints secondary because the Saints realize that they have to respect the abilities of uh, of Christian McCaffrey. And I think they have the athleticism and the linebacking core to, to stop him from being a major factor as a receiver. But McCaffrey is still going to get his touches, which means you can't drop those linebackers as deep into coverage to cover up like they were able to against Green Bay last week. Uh, You know, McCaffrey is a much better receiving back than anything Green Bay was able to provide, uh, you know, which allowed the Saints linebackers to be a factor in the coverage against receivers and tight ends. They don't have that luxury this week, which means the onus is going to be a little bit more on the cornerback position to stop DJ Terrace and Robbie Anderson.
5: Speaking of touches to um, Christian McCaffrey, let's talk about touches to Alvin McCaffrey. Kamara, both of these running backs signed uh, very big deals uh, in the same year, and a lot of people um, are critical about paying running backs. So, uh, among Panther fans, the question is: Was paying a running back, despite him being what I argue a uh, a sort of transcendent example one, and one who is more versatile than just a running back? Uh, A lot of people believe that despite, no matter what, is that it's an overinvestment in the position. On top of that, a lot of Panther fans are also concerned about the amount of plays that Christian McCaffrey, um, the downs that he plays, and how many touches he gets. Are there conversations similar among Saints fans about cautionary advice about how to use Kamara or to potentially not overuse him? And are there any concerns about investing that type of money in a running back? Or you guys just love Kamara no matter what?
9: I'd say it's more the latter. Uh, Yeah, the the love for Kamara goes deep. Uh, But listen, and I feel the same way about Christian McCaffrey. These guys are more than just running backs. They are transcendent offensive weapons that literally can threaten the defense from anywhere on the football field, lined up anywhere in the offensive formation. When you have a player like that, it's once in a lifetime and you pay the man. Yeah, there's a little bit of concern, uh, you know, with Camara's usage. But really, and it's the same with McCaffrey with you guys. What do you got other than him? I mean, you know, as Bum Phillips used to say, you ride him until the wheels fall off. Uh, You know, Camara, and I feel strongly, I I know it was this way with his dad, Ed McCaffrey. So I feel strongly Christian's the same way. Camara has such a vigorous off-season workout program that you don't have to worry about him wearing down necessarily. Now, having that number two back, like Latavius Murray before him, and hopefully now like uh, uh, like uh, Tony Jones, having a number two back is key, and that's where the Carolina Panthers really need to pick up the slack, uh, you know, for for Mac. Um, but you know, if you have a number two back like the Saints do. Uh, You know, you don't have to run pound Kamara between the tackles 20 and 25 times a game. You could still get him as 25 touches, but you can do so and more in open space where this man's skill set is best served anyway.
3: Bob, I I wanted to ask you about some of these matchups or not matchups, but some of the players that are not going to be participating uh, for the New Orleans Saints. The chat said even Davenport. Um, would be missing. Do you know if that's if that's confirmed or not? That's true.
9: It is true. Uh, Marcus Davenport injury, little wow. muscle. Who uh, was having a
5: who had an cr- incredible first half against uh, the Packers. A sack. A lot. I mean, he was all over the place. He what was beating pe- up on the Packers a,
3: tight end. Really yeah bad. I think
5: it's a pec injury. And wor- uh, best case scenario, two weeks maybe. Worst case scenario, longer.
3: So Bob, my question, my 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 full question was like all of those players that you're gonna be missing, not having Michael Thomas, not having Marshawn Lattimore, now not having Davenport, how big is that going to change this matchup with the Panthers? And does that change any of your game plan with what the Saints Mm -hmm. might do this Sunday?
9: I mean, it's huge. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, we we talked about you know the Saints receivers uh, and them still being. I love Marquez Callaway, I love Deontay Harris, but they're no Michael Thomas. You know, so you have to adjust mm-hmm. your passing game accordingly. You have to rely more on Kamara, not only as a runner but as a receiver. Defensively, uh, Dav- I, da- the Davenport injury doesn't worry as Davenport absence doesn't worry me as much this week as losing Marshawn Lattimore. Because Davenport, and you're right, he was having a monstrous training camp and a monstrous first half against Green Bay. But they have some depth there. Uh, you know, Cam Jordan is going to be Cam Jordan. He played very, very well against the Packers. But when Davenport went out, Tanoa Passigno, free agent pickup from Kansas City this offseason, had a whale of a second half. Uh, <clears throat> and you know, they have a pass rusher, a young pass rusher named Carl Granderson, and they, of course, used a first-round pick on Peyton Turner, who wasn't even active this past week. So the Saints have some depth at the edge, some proven depth. Uh, guys that they can even move inside on, you know, on pass rushing downs to get all of them on the field at the same time. That's why the Lattimore injury concerns me more. Again, because you're still talking about a rookie in a Debo, uh, you know, Roby, who has not played a game for the team yet, and Trufant, who's only been with the team about a week and a half.
3: Greg, get in there. I think you had a question for him, didn't you?
6: Uh no, we, we've gone past it. I'm good. Okay,
5: yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, all right. I yeah, do great. have a question, and that's what are your questions for us? I feel like that's always a. It's like the end of not the end of an interview, like at the end of a job. I always tell my students the last question of a job interview is, "What questions do you have for us?" And that is a question. So you're always like this. If they if they say this is when do we get paid, you're like sorry. Ain't <laughs> but if you're like, ah, oh, so I was looking on your website and I saw this. <laughs> what are your questions for the Carolina Panthers and for us um, as we go in to both of our first divisional matchups?
9: Uh, well, and yeah, you, know, you guys had a great interview with Jonathan uh, you know, just before I came on. Uh, so he touched upon a lot of this. Uh, but yeah, if I'm in your shoes and I'm covering the Carolina Panthers, my concerns, therefore, my question to you would be, is Sam Darnold the answer either long-term or even this week again? Is he the quarterback you want going up against the New Orleans Saints pass rush?
5: TBD?
0: You
9: know what He's yeah. our
5: – no, yes. Yes, he's our quarterback right now, number one. We don't know if he's long-term. We do have – um The stock is up. You know, I went in I was on this radio show uh, prior to our opener. And he said, how optimistic are you about the Panthers this season? And I was ready to give my real answer of like, well, I want to be 500. I want to show progress under Matt Rule and stuff. But I I changed it up. I said, I got a 10 right now for the Carolina Panthers. in week one against the Jets. I want us to get a win. I'm feeling optimistic about our defense. I'm feeling optimistic that Sam Darnold could be a reclamation project. And I also finished my answer to him by saying, in week two, if you ask me this question, my answer may be a nine. In week three, it may be an eight. In week four, it may be a seven. But right now, when it comes to Sam Darnold and what I saw in week one, I am happy that he has the potential that can overcome – what the limitations of Teddy Bridgewater were, and I, and I'm gonna say my ice up pick is coming late in the show, so y'all can get ready for it. For all y'all people who are like, oh, look at were their, their their first two games with the Panthers were eerily resembling, and then you go and look at Teddy, who did have a very good game in Denver and mm-hmm. threw the ball arguably farther than he ever threw it in Carolina at any attempt. <laughs> And I say this is miss me with that conversation. I mean, I saw enough from Sam Darnold right away that says the potential could be there. I don't know if it is there, but I'm ready to, to, to roll with Sam Darnold until we're not.
3: And Bob, a lot of it depends on our offensive line. This is a conversation that we've been having for, I mean, since the, since the end of last season, we've been having this discussion about our offensive line, Matt rule, Uh, Our head coach uh, compared it to I-85, which is uh, an interstate that runs uh, through Charlotte, goes down to Atlanta, but it's, like, always under construction. It's always (laughs) shit to drive. And Matt Rule compared our offensive line to I-85, so it's like, you know, we have a lot of moving pieces. Um, You know, I, I think Sam could have and should have had a much better performance uh, than he even did versus the Jets. A few of them of them were on him. He missed the same pass to, um, to Ian, Ian Thomas that would have went for a touchdown. He then missed Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, so, you know, he has some ups and downs. We can't really fully give a full assessment of him yet. But, man, if this offense continues to play, uh, this offensive line, specifically the interior, continues to play uh, as bad as it has one against the jets but also throughout the preseason and even from last year yeah i it's probably going to be a lot of the same from sam Darnold, unless we can pass protect
6: look for me based on what carolina's had the last few years looking at what sam Darnold did this last week i just need a brad johnson y'all to be truly honest with you, Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl with three thousand four hundred six yards, right. uh, twenty-two touchdowns, and six interceptions. I mean, I need a game manager that doesn't turn the ball over, and and that's what that's what Sam Darnold showed me this week. He is capable of doing. Right. And I'm not saying he's going to do it every week, but I need a guy that can do that. That can pass the ball down the field when need be, and can still manage the game. Whenever and and so far, based on what he showed me. He can do that. And until he shows me otherwise, I'm going to stand behind Sam Darl.
1: I personally,
0: I believe that we're under under undervaluing what he's potentially able to do. Right. Yeah, uh, even with the game manager aspect of it. I mean, he has the potential to be better, like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. It's just a matter of whether he can get it, you know, get it working between the years. You know what I mean? That's really and that's the same thing with Jameis. Jameis was, has always had the tools. He's had the gifts. He's had an, a cannon of an arm. He's, he's a gunslinger, similar to to Stafford, similar to all these guys who, who've got the talent but never had a team to take him there. And then all of a sudden, now you see what happens when uh, Stafford finds a, an organization that's not in you know, just completely inept, you know? Um, you know, then you have uh, Jameis Winston coming to a stable, you know, offensive uh, scheme that's going to fit exactly what he is. I mean, you guys keep in mind, Drew Brees... Uh, their their game plan changed drastically over the past three to four years to accommodate for Drew, Drew Brees' lack of ability to throw the ball consistently down the field over the past you know as he's getting older right especially throughout the entire season um, and so I think uh, I think Sam Darnold has that potential to be able to come in here and have that same thing like consistency this is the second year that this coaching staff has been here there wasn't any coaching turnover we have a very uh, a very high quality weapons on on our on our offense. It all boils down to whether our offensive line is going to ruin this, just like they ruined Cam Newton.
3: Oh, dude!
9: <laughs> but that, good. you know what? That's that's fair. That last line is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and again, the book on Darnold is, yeah, you know, if you throw him around a little bit early on, he is going, he's going to lose it mentally and emotionally. And yeah, you know, and I, I saw that from him his last year at USC, even. Uh, and then he goes to a dumpster fire like the Jets. He was doomed from the start. So you guys are, you, know, you guys are facing the same issues and same questions with Sam Darnold. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. Then we are with Jameis Winston. Week one, you got to check both of them off as big time wins. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're both going to be facing a big divisional test in week two, uh, and you know it's it's a long season and we both need to be prepared for some ups and downs from our quarterback. I think it's going to be that simple.
6: I remember what I was going to say earlier. I like everything you say. So, so, so well put, man. Everything you say, like, so well put. I like it. Here comes the butt. Like oh, I think to say the No, 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 but not but you're, you're a Saints fan, but everything you say, man, so well put He really is. Really like he's it. like
5: one of the he's got like the best manners of any guest that comes on here. No, we've uh, gone a long way back. We've done a lot of shows uh, together, and I appreciate your time, number one, Bob, tonight, tonight, especially. But you've been fantastic support for our show, uh, and just a brother uh to this podcast. And we love your insight. Can you tell them, Bob, how they can find your work as uh, as we head into this Saints game?
9: Hi, hey guys. First of all, thank you for having me on. And I feel the same love for you. Uh, I might not love your team, but I love you guys and yeah. I love your show. Uh, Amen. Uh, anybody that's tuning in, by the way, oftentimes we all reach out to each other. Uh, if the Saints suffer a horrible loss or the Panthers suffer a horrible loss, we'll reach out to each other personally and say, hey, man, you all right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the respect that we have um yeah. But yeah again guys thank you for having me on uh, i love to do it again when i get my show by you blitz up and rolling again I'm, i want to have all of you guys on but ladies and gentlemen you could follow me on twitter at bobby 2613 i'm over on facebook bob rose uh we do have our own by you blitz facebook group uh and my work can be followed not only on my individual pages, but the Saints News Network and SI.com, the Sports Illustrated team channel for the New Orleans Saints.
5: Fantastic work, Bob. Everybody go check my man out, and he'll be back before you know it because we're going to play the Saints twice, twice this year. Maybe right, three times, You never know. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, now we're optimistic here. Hopefully now it
3: goes better than mind. the last time we played three games because that was oh. not fun.
5: Not for us. For them, yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, for you guys, sure. We almost yeah. had that one. One pass away. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot, Bob. All right, let's continue. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. It's a place where fans get together, and we're talking about those fanatics that get together who watch every detail, who will talk 15 minutes about a kicker that we did not learn his name. How about that, man? We are breaking down every detail and you know who are the fact checkers beyond fact checkers, those people in the chat room, the best. We appreciate your time tonight and we appreciate your calls. The number is 228 5098. We ask you to subscribe and just tell a friend about the show as right before we get into the cat calls guys, let's just go around the horn anybody got anything to say we have we talked about Jonathan Alexander we talked with Jonathan Alexander about week one and some brief looks ahead we talked about Bob Rose we uh, and the Saints this matchup coming up what is on your mind that you think that these cat calls should be thinking about
3: so one of the things that I mentioned earlier is I've been saying that there are young players on this football team that the Panthers need to give more snaps to. Well, I am here to tell you that one of those people, we need to bench one Thomas and put back another one, right? Ian Thomas needs to go, and we need to give Tommy Trimble a, a real shot. On this play right here, Ian Thomas <coughs> is going to – let me re, re, uh, refresh it. Refresh Ian, it. Ref- yeah, re- yeah re- refresh it. Refresh. Ian, <laughs> Ian Thomas um, was supposed to be blocking – number 47, and then number 47 ends up being the one to make the play on the football right here. So 47, this is 47 on Ian Thomas, just shrugs the man off, throws him into the dirt, boom, grabs on the run CMC right there, and brings him down into the dirt. And listen, you brought in... God, y'all hate
5: on some Ian too. But
3: but dude, listen, no, no, listen. The the days of you being an average meandering football player and that being acceptable, that shit is over with. That's what we're all over with. You brought in Tommy Trimble. You drafted him. This dude is nasty. He's mean. He wants to put people in the dirt. He loves to block. Why not give that man an opportunity like i, I mean it, I, this... i'm wearing a
5: shaq thompson jersey after we waited five years and he finally he gave us that game i had mm-hmm. to sit and come on this thing and apologize after block. why
3: do we have that kind of patience anymore? no it's not
0: it's not a after a block right i mean shaq thompson was number one he was a high draft pick right so even if you want to compare apples to apples like shaq thompson still contributed to this football team with the help of Thomas Davis and Luke, you know uh, Luke Cookley. <clears throat> Sorry, I tried to make sure I was saying it right. Um, and uh,
1: <laughs>
3: still didn't, but we love you
0: anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what I what I I think Cody is talking about is Ian Thomas. Even in the preseason, had no like he didn't even touch the the games that Trimble had. Like he didn't even come close to having as good of a games as Trimble had. Uh, and, and, and and I don't I can't recall Ian Thomas having ever had a good preseason, a good like regular season. Like, no. we've never talked about Ian Thomas and said... He was
5: good his first three games in the league. He, he was in good in one game, game yeah. Yeah, like, he had a good first, touchdown in the pass first three, and Christian they were McCaffer. like... And he had, like, right. 85 yards receiving in one game or something crazy. And we were like, oh, shit, this rookie about to blow it up. And then he mm-hmm. didn't do anything for the rest of the year. Then he didn't do nothing the next year. And then everybody's his like... Hands are this massive, by the
3: way. At the it's combine, he measured, like, 10-and-a-half-inch like hands. Which is like enormous.
6: Did, didn't he have that touchdown pass from Christian McCaffrey where he almost got run no, down? That was man like Hurts. 20, no No, okay. Man yeah. Hurts. Oh, okay. which by yeah.
5: the way, man Hurts caught a twenty-two yard touchdown yeah, pass. Well, I think yeah, we're talking did. about in the post game. Panthers right, blowing up so elsewhere. You want to know about Ian Thomas? after all that mm. out of all no, the I mean, I, I'm, I'm, about, I'm
3: I'm saying I'm dumb at Ian Thomas, man. Uh, like I want our man. my main theme is I want our young players to play. Especially when we have guys in front of them that are clearly lacking in the talent department and not okay. getting the job done, to me that's unacceptable, man. And it reminds me of that Ron Rivera shit, where we're not playing our our best players just because they're they're younger. Like there's Don't something we to learn. do have tight
5: ends listed on this? <laughs> and I saw Chuck in the, Chuck's in the chat room, and he's all he hates this Richie dude. Right. Like, but don't we have five tight ends on this roster? I don't think we've ever I've never seen more than 3. Now I know that in the past we've listed a fullback, which they're just not calling him a fullback whoever he is. I don't know why what that designation is. But that's a lot for I mean, there is room to trim, I guess. Sounds like my fantasy team five tight ends, but well, you know what? Screw Dan Arnold. I started. Da- I would have won my fantasy matchup in, in my dynasty league if I would have started the guy I kept, Dallas Godert. But I was like, nah, Dan Arnold, my stupid pa- Panthers fandom was like, oh, we brought in Dan Arnold to be a red zone threat, and he didn't do squat.
0: Even in the red zone.
5: <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't even-, even in the red zone, which we didn't do squat. And actually, that's the question <laughs> I would have asked uh jonathan alexander and juxtaposed to bob rose is that why is it that the end zone seems so difficult for the carolina panthers to reach but so easy for the Everybody fucking else. saints to reach and, and, and you know
3: what I, do you know what i hate though it keeps on going back to this teddy bridgewater quote where he was like oh the panthers didn't really pass oh, yeah it was like now every time that we fuck up in the red zone It's a, oh, see, Teddy tried to tell y'all. It's just, the whole fucking thing is annoying. And by the way, we didn't even look that bad in the red zone if it wasn't for some misses. Like, uh, uh, Ian did run the right route. Sam just put that one a little bit too high. A little high
5: Uh, and hot. It was a little high and hot.
3: I I hate to do this. It's not even on
5: Ian Thomas. I I hate to do
3: this. It was just some missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, If I, if I dare say something myself, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that this is going to get better and that, you know, yeah, right now in one game, we haven't seen a lot of Dan Arnold. Well, you know, don't regret taking him in your fantasy league just yet. I, I, I think that over the course of this year, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to find that hookup. Um, it just needs to happen, man. But this offensive line has to get better in order for all those things to work properly. This is
5: why I'm high after week one, bro. I know, yeah. look, is I yeah. know a lot of Panther fans came out after this and said we played a bad Jets team and that we should have done more. Right? Right. But right now I'm working on a story for the website. It's almost done. If I didn't have a job and a family, it would have been done before noon today. But need to go over it a couple more times and find a couple more fillers. But it was really the third quarter that killed the Panthers. It was one third quarter. Yeah. And there is there is a lot of criticism to be had. And that is like, how did we come out so flat-footed, lackadaisical, like in this overconfident, uh days and really if you look at every play that went down it was a different reason on each play there was not one thing that happened uh Sam Darnold comes out with a mistake and thinks that the route's supposed to be inside and it's outside. So he throws one of his few one of the fewer incompletions or one of the bad balls he threw. Christian McCaffrey rushes for nine yards on the next play. You're in uh you're in a third and two or something like that third and one and then the offensive line just gets destroyed in this case it was dennis daly who gets beat up right so you got that and then you had uh so you punt the ball the defense does all right and then there is a a good downfield throw to uh robbie anderson but it was just a little head of him, right So it's like, I mean, it's so close to being right. It was the right look. It was the right on time. It was just this, and it just didn't work. And as we turned the ball over and over at this point, or went sort of short series, kind of this just miscues from every possible direction, the defense got tired. But what I'm seeing is this, is I saw, so much to be enthused about when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. And if you can't be excited about that defense, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And on top of that, it's not a bunch of old dudes. It's not a no. bunch of dudes that, like you had, you paid $47 million to this guy and this guy, and we better do it right now. Is like right now we're talking about this, is that Miles Hartfield is a big loss for this defense. And I don't even know this guy. I mean, I do because we yeah. saw him in the camp and the preseason. But this guy was straight balling. So, I'm excited about this defense. The fact that YGM had hits and pressures and you know, played 19 snaps, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, all right, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Sam Darnold. It's just can we put together some things? And I mm-hmm. think we can. Mm-hmm. I think that the Panthers – we as fans need to not be worried about Joe Brady. Not yet. Look, is that, has he proven it? I am a suspect. I've been trying to tell you, he didn't have, like when you were like, oh, he was with the saints. No, he was sitting in a corner in the offensive room. He won't like int- intimately involved in the saints, right? He was hanging out with Teddy Bridgewater on third string. You trying to tell me he was so integral To LSU. Turns out he was because Ed Ogeron is sitting here crying about Joe Brady. Yeah, have you
3: seen him now? Dude, there. I mean, he is like in
5: tears. He's like in tears, like, we need Joe Brady's offense. So, I will give you credit right about that. But Joe Brady puts his offense out in phases. He did this last week. I am not worried. Shit was on time last week. Sure, could some things have been better. But hold up. We are hold up. Let's put some cat in it. This week we're going to the Saints, and we're putting something on these mugs. We got some new stuff coming to you. That's what I think.
3: Well,
6: if we're asking last thing to talk about before we go to the cat calls, something I hope the cat yes. calls are about, and something that I hope the fans in future cat calls and in the chat room tonight can help me with. I've wanted to buy a Shaq Thompson jersey since he's been a Panther, but it's just never. I've never been able to pull the trigger because he's never like. Never just done it for me where I can pull the trigger. Lucky you. Now he's wearing my baseball number and he's playing great at the moment. So I need, just need some input. Should I buy a Shaq Thompson Jersey? And uh, I want to hear some fans talk about Shaq Thompson because is, is he for real? Is he going to be, you know, a top five player at his position or is just a good week? So, I want, I want to hear some, some comments on that.
5: I tell you, one thing is this is that you, the, <laughs> the one thing the fans need to say about that is you're safe for two years. Yeah. I mean, we got because two years at least. You can't to cut it this out. mug for right. two years. Yeah. CK, you got anything before we go to the cat calls?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to, you know, the things I obviously wanted to talk about was uh, Joe Brady and seeing what he's going to be able to bring to the table. Um, But I, uh, I think one of the things you talked about with this team was the uh, the fact that we had too many miss op- missed opportunities in the red zone. Um, I want you to go back and look at that uh, Saints game and tell me how many missed opportunities they had in the red zone.
3: Yeah. Well, they again, also a, a, much, right a, much more, yeah, yeah. a much more tender coaching staff also. We're talking Sean Payton and, you know all those guys too. A so. much
0: more tenured coaching staff. You're 100 percent right, but it's also a coaching staff that uh, that has a, a quarterback. Now, Sean
5: that, does that, man. He's gonna. It don't matter. Is that he's gonna put 50 on? Right. Like, it's like a college coach. It's like this. Is he's working? He thinks he's on that uh, system where you. What was it before the college championship? Where they had the like you had to win. Like the more you won, you won every game, and you won by 70. Whatever that bowl system was before the champion, like the, the BCS, war. yeah, like that. Whatever it wasn't was that what it was called?
3: I think so. It was before they had the, the playoff committee.
5: Yeah, that and where they would BCS. That's it. Like so, so, he's like over there, like, oh, we got to run these mother. He's trying to embarrass motherfuckers.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, I
5: mean, that's before, what they did to the to the Packers, homie. They straight before, embarrassed them. Was there yeah. a point with the Packers where you
6: think they just? said fuck it and just gave up yeah uh, we like, you know Aaron Rodgers first all, didn't well, practice, I think he like, did from Mug the kickoff said he didn't yeah. want to play
5: football he was like yeah. oh this but their defense
3: was trash too
5: like nothing yeah, well, was good like, about the Packers
3: it. hey uh Tony before we go into to these calls before we do it can we at least give a shout out to the level of fandom that somebody made a laundry guy youtube account Dude, it's crying about whoever you are. You're amazing. I love you.
5: I know. He's the mixed reality uh version of this podcast. He's up here. Did y'all <laughs> see the mixed reality pants? <laughs> that's your brother, man. Just that, hey, that's your My brother.
3: Friend text okay. me. My
5: friend texted me. This is he sent me a message that said, uh, I think someone's uh, trying to troll you because I was saying something, and I was like, "Who did this laundry guy?" Account? He's like, "This laundry guy." I think he might be trolling you. I was like, "Bro, he' ain't trolling me." Uh. Like, and he wasn't talking about the picture. He will not talking the picture. He thought that I was upset. Yeah, you know, like I was saying, to, I was like, "No, this is next level, homie. I sent him the picture, the picture.
3: I'm just so happy that That's I showed it's that. It's like the, the best
5: thing in the history of this show. And it, it, I hate it. It is. I mean, it
3: looks identical it's, it's to ridiculous. You. It's ridiculous. It's Uncanny,
5: awesome. yeah. Oh, so man. So ridiculous, dude. It's All right, awesome. let's get into these. We have some guys. great fans, man. We have some great fans. Look at too this. Uh, We had fans, so dude. many people watching tonight for so long. <laughs> and, man, we got some uh, calls to get into. And you jerks, I love you see if this will work. Yeah,
1: it's
2: <laughs> pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody.
0: And how did that make you feel?
2: Uh, very uncomfortable.
0: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
7: It, it feels two, good, like... And a three and a four. And who's that cat
8: sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his toe?
5: kid that can use one? <laughs> He's fighting, <funny>, dude. <laughs> God, I'm so tired of it. <laughs>
4: yeah, what's up, fellas? This is Corey. Trying to my on take on the game called in right before the half but Sam looked like he was shitting the bed. Um, he kind of he kind of answered my call to action a little bit um, with his performance in the first half, but it really was a tale two halves for this game. I'm sure I'm not going to have any takes that are pretty much different than what anybody else thinks, but uh, other than the fourth quarter, man, I think the defense really showed out. I think they, they did what they were supposed to do against a young quarterback, against the offensive line or of, the chest caliper. they really had um, Zach Wilson like running for his fucking life in the first half. Derrick Brown, Tom um, uh and um, and um, the goddamn Brian Burns. They was all doing their thing. Um, fourth quarter. I already know what happened in the fourth quarter. They fucking Carolina Panthers like 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 they love to do, man. They can't just give us a uh, a win without any stress. Have to leave some niggas wide open. Right. Like uh, Zach Wilson get a little bit of confidence, but. Uh, I thought uh, that play where JC got scored on, he was in great position. Ball went right, right past his hand. Where he was swatted for it. So um, you can you can you can tell he's, he's got that technique. He's got that, but he was right there. Um, you know, first game gets a touchdown, but it, I, I'm not too too, uh, too hard on him for that. Man. Um,
5: Oh, all right. Let's maybe this is part two. Yeah, I think
4: my car dropped. But anyway, like I was saying, um, I think Christian's in for for a, a huge year simply because not only because he's fucking Christian McCaffrey, but uh, any any time Sam Darter had any pressure anybody in his face, or you know just needing the ball, out quick, he was just dumping into Christian, dumping to Christian, dumping into Christian to, Christian to the point where I was like, God damn, throw to somebody else. But uh, they kept saying on the broadcast he. It's, it's, it's not that bad of a deal to, to sort the Christian Calvert. So, you know, that's a security blanket. So be it. That motherfucker might have another thousand, uh, Russian thousand receiving year at this rate. But, um, I the, the, the game. I was I'm I'm real conflicted on the game, man, because I felt like it should have been a blowout. But I'm not gonna be too hard on the boys because it is the first game of the year. Right. There's a lot of shit. You gotta a lot of kinks You gotta work out, but.
5: It was the um, third quarter. We had a rookie
4: quarterback and an offensive line that looked that fucking terrible. Um, I think we just should have put the put put our foot on our necks in the second half, um, and it didn't really happen like that. But DJ looked good. Um, Robbie Anderson had one big play. Um, I, I, we got to do a better job again. Robbie Anderson involved one catch for fifty-seven yards is you know cool, but. Can't cool. can expect that every week, um, but but definitely a, a lot to work on, a lot to tweak. Especially, I don't know what the fuck has gotten into the New Orleans Saints, uh, long dick in the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but long but dick in definitely them. is going to be a, a big change of pace from the one we had sure.
1: this past week. But you know, overall, we're one and the league can't say that. So I'm not going to be you know too nitpicky here. I just wish that we
4: could have you know really fucking put the nail in the coffin with the team after the first half we, we gave we gave Zach Wilson a little bit confidence in the fourth quarter which um you know see on Zach Wilson he's gonna be a good player man he he was making some throws that looked really good but god damn I can see why Sam Darnold was the worst quarterback in the league playing for the Jets like he he was out there by his fucking self um but but just to wrap up the call not to be too long-winded man we we, get, we got a lot of work on if we want to um give the saints any problems. Cause that kind of performance right there, we're going to get embarrassed, but you know, hopefully, um, hopefully we can get it done. But definitely, like I said, I appreciate the podcast every week. May y'all keep doing your thing.
5: Man. Thank you for your support. Just like uh, our new sponsors, webcap-chat.com hot girls and boys. <laughs> 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 How about this? Is that if y'all get any clicks from that spam mm. in the chat room, you better give us back like a 10 cent kickback <laughs> or something like on that. Um, no, all right, so either that
3: I, get a, either that or I get a free hour with the girl of my choosing. I oh, know. and I
5: you know, know what the chat room's about to say and with Tony with a boy, <laughs> ah, hey, but you did it for
3: they me. they've been on
5: fire tonight. They've been all over me. Um, all right. So, uh, call touched on a lot of points, but I want to go back to that defense. Oh, right now, know. the yeah. defense uh, was exciting. They were harassing Zach Wilson, and I know that New York Jet fans were. Um, you know, actually, they're very optimistic. They focused on the good that they saw with Zach Wilson, and the first good part was that he got up after that Derrick Brown hit. Do you know that Matt Rule in his press conference said, I didn't think he was going to get up? Yeah. Straight up, and, and you know what? I thought we were going to get a flag on that play. Yeah, I, did too. I thought this. I was like, "Flag here!" It comes. Yeah, I mean, they both got landed a right on him. Monster truck with a trailer attached to it. YGM fell on top of him too. They just wrecked that boy. But yeah, they I focused was... on his gunslinger off, and he did. He was able. Our defense was after his ass so much. If he would not have been twenty-four, if he was twenty-eight. We would have had 20 sacks, bro.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if we had so many uh, so many good opportunities uh, at that point in time. I mean, dude, listen, I've, I've been saying for a while that our defense is going to afford us the time to get our offense in order. I mean, to really figure out things. Because, I mean, look, look how many times our offense just sputtered out and then our defense just came back with the vengeance uh and, and was putting the hurt on him. So um, uh, yeah, we're hoping that we definitely see some more of that. I wanted to touch on um uh Christian McCaffrey even more, uh, and which is someone that the that the call mentioned. And you know, obviously we all love Christian. The the guy is exceptional, but I feel like we're not even high enough on him. Like that guy is the the heart and soul the true lifeblood of our offense right now, man. That guy just keeps on turning after contact. He hits the hole at a thousand miles an hour. Like the the dude is incredible. Like it, our offense, you know, had life because of Christian McCaffrey. Yep. I mean, everything from that touchdown play where he was in on pass protection. And by the way, did an incredible job in doing so uh, to running through the gaps to catching passes like, he absolutely does everything for us. So, yeah, man, I'm just uh, I, I'm I'm more and more thankful for McCaffrey every day. And yeah, I will own my shit, Kevin. The guy who I didn't think uh, we should have signed for as much money as we did, dude. I'm sure as fuck happy. Oh, it's that okay. I thought that, right I wanted
5: us him. to. I wanted us to draft uh, Fournette. So don't worry. Is um I look as we've been wrong here is that here i know when i'm wrong and i'm ready to be right christian mccaffrey is transcendent and i tell you this there's this uh one video that came out of training camp where all the running backs were doing their drills like the same rope drill and he just did it like at super speed and they weren't doing it slow like they're super athletes right and he looked like this it was it was like, man, I felt bad for him. It was like embarrassing having to go behind him. Um, I would this is an important question for you, Bat Daddy. Are you ready? You're hey, ready. Uh,
10: gonna... My question oh. is for the Bat Daddy. Um, hey Bat Daddy, would you rather have uh big fake D cup titties <laughs> or natural C cup titties?
5: Mm. Mm. The As Bat Daddy the said world. that uh, earlier. He said uh, something to the effect of some sort of analogy about I don't even know what you were making, but then you went this. It was like if you go to the strip club and you're upset that you have fake titties. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm I'm excited. She got all her teeth, all her teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
6: The, the point I was trying to make... Sorry, my dog's going crazy. My wife must be home. Uh, the okay. point I was trying to He's, make was... He likes fake titties.
5: What is yeah, he like? Fake titties it. are I'm real sure. titties. sure. Who
6: doesn't? But what, what I'm saying is, if... if You know, I, I've seen people talk about, you know, like they, they look at something and say, oh, this person's so fake. They've got this and this and this. But do they look good? Well, yeah, they look good. Well, then why does
5: it matter? Have you it's, ever touched it, fake titties? I haven't. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> i'm not sure i haven't sure. i want to I, uh, I really want to know like play i can't fence, have an opinion on I'm this
6: going. until i touch him bro yeah well my, my my point is though is like the analogy i was making with football is if you have to use makeup somewhere to cover up something to 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 you know show off your other things you have because you're not gonna perfect everywhere then do it as long as it works that was the point of what i was trying to make uh as far as the question goes Yeah, you got to answer that. I don't think think it matters. I think it's just the end result is is all that really matters in that situation. It's not necessarily the Which is happy. Yeah.
5: So I think you're going to be good either way. All right. Let's go to the next call.
11: What's going on, C3? This is Stack Chilling. Haven't called since last year as I talked of Teddy Bridgewater. Well, that was uh, (laughs) definitely disappointing. Um, But now Sammy D throwing deep balls to Robbie Anderson. Love to see that. I'm very excited to go 1-0. So go Panthers. But next week we got the Saints and I saw them route Those Saints. Oh, they look great. Um, I just really hope our secondary can watch that deep ball. I'm nervous that little guy Harris is gonna burn our secondary. Um, just hopefully we can just get to Jameis and make him Amos Jameis scared and have him run back to the crab legs. Love the, love the post game show want to he- stop hearing people hating on our offensive line. We missed a couple of guys. Um, as uh, Cody's always saying, we need to get DeAndre Brown there. 100% agree. Get Eslin out. He's terrible, but our tackles did a decent job. Sammy wasn't hit. Quick ball out. Hopefully we see more of DJ Moore. That's what I'm just saying.
5: I want to give a big shout-out, A, to these calls right away. We got people roaring in the calls man, where is Joey the Blind Panther at, like, who started this one? On top of that, I gotta give mad credit to the chat room tonight for being just straight fire. Um oh, yeah. Not only have they roasted me in the best possible ways, right? But when Bob came in, and he had been hanging around for 20 minutes, and he was ready, too. He was sitting there ready. And I had this like soliloquy type introduction it was a little long and meandering and then i get it somebody goes <laughs> my man is in a trance <laughs> like i mean there <laughs> been, there have been so many damn gems in this chat room tonight and on oh, yeah. these calls i love y'all fools and uh i love you way more than i love teddy bridgewater 100%
3: hey, look- just like what Tim Messer says. It's like an effing zoo on C3 sometimes. But <laughs> hey, you always have fun at this zoo, you know? I know. And, and, and at, least you, at least you don't have to get depressed. At least there's no apes uh, sitting behind cages for their entire life. You know, <laughs> Here, you just you, you just have these Occasionally apes. someone <laughs>
5: throws feces at you. Yeah, and you know, I mean,
3: you know, I feel like some at one point that might happen on this show, but we're far away from that yet. I mean, listen, dude, you can just listen to us gorillas talk about Panthers football. And if you like that, hit the thumbs up if you haven't done so already, man.
5: Dude, what my man said, dude, did a trick. I mean, I was about to cry. I was about to cry. <laughs> like some of these, some of these chats tonight. Oh, Fire. Like my brother over here. Just Even like when they were was. coming after me, I'm like, "Who's this?" <laughs> it's like your brother, of course. Oh man, I was on. I was on tilt. I mean, next call.
7: Hey guys, Chuck from Elizabeth What's City, up Chuck? What's aka up Chuck? Carolina Sports Guy. I just wanted to say, how about old Federer, guys? We I mean, you knew that Santos said we were not gonna lose a seventh round pick. So they have known the ruling company that got us an extra point. They didn't want to take a chance and put him out there even before the end to kick a, a field goal that was doable. And I think they were waiting, uh, you know, for the right opportunity. I don't know if we're going to get the right kick with Gonzalez here. We're going to see. But I, I didn't see his wasting even though it's a seventh-round pick, that draft capital. And Corn Elder's back. I know Miles Hartfield, where he's going to be out for about four to six weeks. And I guess Kenny Robinson, we ought to be able to get him back soon. And, hey, next week, A.J. boyer's is back. Uh, it's Saints week, and they got the coronavirus, so that Kenny Chesney, Nancy Pelosi looking son of a biscuit of a coach. <laughs> <depending> <laughs> the town. That was uh, another thing that had been <laughs> laughing in the
5: uh, chat.
1: But
7: anyway, uh, you got to look at Seder Rule, man, the turnover on this roster. I haven't seen this much turnover for the Panthers since the Jake Dillon birthday playoff game. Uh, it's definitely a lot. Uh, but anyway, guys, I'm looking forward to your input tonight. The defense is cracking, going, and we're going to get this offense. we, we just got to get this line right, guys, and I think we've got something. Take it easy.
5: 89 J Stubbs earlier night said, I'm pretty sure it was him. He said that Sean Payton looked like he, his lips looked like folded baloney and i i mean i was like i was like threw up like in laughter and then somebody else said like person i mean it was like <laughs> what i mean like told you fine, dude, dude.
3: I, I, I don't think i've ever heard uh anyone compare sean Payton to nancy pelosi yeah. before so, <laughs> that, yeah that's oh, a that's a good one. Now man. I can never wow.
6: unsee that when I see either one of them. Oh you know? god, oh my that's gross. just
3: terrible. All right, um, next bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, no,
12: I just uh, want to say that uh, I think with our O line being uh, really suspect uh, for everyone, I think we did a hell of a job uh, with the uh, with the Jets interior uh, defensive players because they uh, both both those tackles are ranked uh, top fifteen for pressures.
5: That was trill, bro. I'm telling you, man. I about For spit one. my drink out when he said blood. Like I couldn't even take it. I mean, I was mm. crying, <laughs> and I felt mean because, like, we're interviewing somebody from the Saints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right, He's next, always oh.
3: Sean Patton's always doing oh. the dope did- face that that girls on Instagram do. The, the, mm, <laughs> like, the, the, come on, dude. Are you a? Are you an 18-year-old fashion influencer? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you are, are you taking a profile picture for Facebook? Quit doing your lips nah,
5: like Nah, he's just <laughs> shoving that broom up your ass, man. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. I'm done with it. We got to fuck these guys up this Sunday. I think we can. Dude, boy, dude
1: boy. I want to beat their ass. It's oh, boy, Mike.
12: Mike. I, 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 supreme, What's up, Mike? I hope you guys are... Enjoying this fine Tuesday. Weather's starting to cool down. Just, just a smidget. Just a smidget. Uh-huh. So, uh, that's always good. Um, so let me start this off by saying we do not need to be <laughs> any sort of afraid <laughs> of these ants. Okay. Okay. Nothing to be afraid of. In, in my opinion, I could easily see see it being a uh, a defensive showdown. You know, some yeah, I agree with that. Tier defenses holding each other down. Because I mean, th- this past week, this this man, okay, this man had five touchdowns off of a uh, what about 148 yards. So his his defense and his run game. That's that, that's our problem, but there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, Darnold's going to have to win it, too. Um, they was clowning my man, calling him the check down king, but hey, it works. You utilize your best weapon. That boy C-Mac is the truth. Wish I had him on my fantasy team.
0: Damn. Don't we all?
12: Yeah, boys, uh, looking forward to the game this week. Um. This uh, by the way, this kicker situation is
5: it's maddening. It's a um, mess, dude. We're the new Bucks. I'm gonna have to hang up after this. That's, that. That
12: that just makes me angry. They cut that man! After missing that extra point, it's
5: Here are our sponsors again. <laughs> just
12: by drafting a kicker with our sixth round pick instead of a long snapper, so fuck ever fuck the aint Panther pride I, I
3: like that pounding boy
6: w- was that a play on words ain't maddening talking about football just wondering mm-hmm. but uh,
3: maybe Dad hey drip. dude listen Sorry. i want to echo the same sentiment that he just said that you just said tony i am done losing to the new orleans saints man <laughs> i'm done with this shit i'm <laughs> done getting a but the panthers I'm done, done is the question saints, dude. we're and done but are they my done fam- half of my family is from louisiana so i have to hear this shit double when the saints beat the panthers i'm not fucking into it the panthers need to go out there and slap these fools man I, I mean, don't think really? it's
5: impossible either, man. Is it, And I don't think it's only because of the vulnerabilities that they have because of COVID and injuries. Now, will I take those? Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> Do I hope? Like, I will take anything, like, at this point. I want that dub, no matter what. Nobody's going to care in 10 weeks if this team had COVID. We're going to care if we're 12-5 and five or whatever yeah. it is. But here's the thing is that, like, I I watched that game against the Saints and Packers, and I'm, I'm telling you, Panther fans were quaking in their boots when they saw that box score. But for that first half, the Packers sucked a big D, and not a lot happened either, right? Like, the Packers played the worst possible game to the effect of that one of my friends said – This Thursday night game is gonna be a terrible Thursday night game. It's the Packers versus the Lions. Like he was it was such a bad game that he's already putting them in the category of the motherfucking Jacksonville Jaguars. Who is right? And I know he was being exaggerative, but I do believe the Saints played a good game. But I also believe that the Packers played an exceptionally bad game. game. I agree. Yeah, they did.
6: Do y'all know I what the did. spread is for the game this week?
3: Sure was mm, three points.
6: Panthers plus three and a half is what I'm looking at. Oh, okay, on on Yahoo, but I mean, yeah, that's that's. Hell yeah. I mean they're they're calling it to be a decently. I mean Close I get skin? we get three for being home, so I guess they're basically saying we're going to lose by a touchdown. I think they or, don't do but, that
5: as much anymore either.
3: What's I mean, that? we're we're going to have like three, the three at home. I know, yeah.
5: yeah, like I know historically. I've, I mean, that is the truth. It's they're like basically giving them three. a home
3: field advantage,
6: right? Yeah, so it's it's. I mean, it's it, They're looking at it as a pretty even game, you know.
3: It, it should be, and again, I think our defense is going to help us out tremendously. Mm. I think our much improved defensive backfield uh, with uh, Jeremy Chen, Dante Jackson, and now J.C. Horn. By the way, I'm not backing off of my bet. J.C. Horn is still going to be the defensive rookie of the year. I call my shots. I'm not coming off of it. I don't care if I go down in flames, dude. That's my shot. That's what I'm calling. We still have yet to see the best of him. We've yet to see the best of a lot of guys on our team. Um, you know, I think Brian Burns is going to be able to make a name for himself tonight. Bob Rose mentioned how Brian Burns has been giving Drew Brees hell you know, for the past three years now. And we're really. Didn't to they hear? have
5: an injury at center? He might have talked about this. But yeah, Eric so on the show. Eric, yeah, Eric right. McCoy. Yeah, Eric
3: McCoy. So, and hey, guess guys, who
5: now's ready to eat? Derek, Derek Brown, fucking Brown. You, go. Y'all just tried Dude, to say this. Got so excited. Month. You want a? You want a damn? Um, you want a jersey to buy? That's, that's a not safe, a bad idea. That's on the yeah, safe Brown's jersey.
1: List, I mean. Yeah, that's that's, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean it was, it was even
3: so much more than just the 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 sack that he made man he's so disruptive. He was beating the hell out of their interior. Um and you know he's surprisingly slippery for a big man. I mean he was able to kind of, you know, flip his hips and get through some of those caps and get skinny when he had to, so I'm a huge fan. He would make a ton Brenner. of
5: money on webcam.com slash com. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Uh,
3: By the way, I'm going to keep on blocking them. So if you want to keep on coming <laughs> in here, that's fine. Yeah, I've been trying on on to block them. I feel like you've been, been beating
5: real. me to the point, punch. Dude, must have it's like, got to it- be a bot. It's not a real person. Like, it has to be some sort of bot. That to is be able to refresh YouTube. that much, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, block no, I, I, f-
3: I, I block them and then report them And then they fucking keep on coming back So whatever, we'll just have to ignore them
5: You're in timeout. Even though we are all going to look up That website when we're out all... <laughs> done
3: uh, Next call Hey 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 You know who the fuck it is
5: <laughs>
1: Get What
3: up fellas It's G-Baby And I got a lot to say I'm going to be calling it a couple of times tonight Tony just give me the time of day. I got a lot on my mind. And, Greg, it's good having you back on the motherfucking
7: show, G. Thanks, man.
3: Your
7: man? Good Maybe to you have you on the show. Talk some motherfucking rationale into these motherfuckers, G. <laughs> good to have, have you
3: on the motherfucking show tonight. Thanks, so I'm going to be calling back in, and it's going to be a good night, fellas. We want to know.
7: And we got these bitch-ass motherfucking things coming to town, and we all know i
5: I don't think you called back. Either, which is Hey,
3: by the way, we're we're at, we're at ninety nine likes. Yeah, on let's YouTube. get that one hundred. And r- right now, we have more likes than we even have people watching right now. So, if by any chance there's even one amongst you that haven't liked the video yet, get us to hundred, man! Come on, it's free. Win. There you go.
6: Nothing. They just did it.
3: Bang. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I yeah. like that shit. And by the way, one hundred one. Um, we're on the road to 3,000 subscribers. So if you have not let your friends and family know and other Panther fans that you may know, if you have not let them know about this podcast, well, what are you doing, man? You're having fun listening to this. Let some other Panther fans know about it and help grow Panther Nation so we can continue to keep pounding throughout this entire season. You oh, it's, are go- it's going up like
6: a stock being squeezed right now, man. You said nice. that it's gone up to 104.
3: Nice. Oh, I, uh, um,
5: I like that
6: candlestick. Yeah. I'm
5: Tyler telling you Olen's this, and you're gonna want to come back. You're gonna want to come back for some more because each and every week we're gonna have a Carolina Panthers beat reporter on Wednesday. We're gonna do a show. This week we uh, we we already got them lined up three weeks in advance. We've got uh, next week we've got Josh Klein. Um, we this week uh, tomorrow night we've got Ellen Ulrich from under the dome podcast to help us uh, pop out um, a preview for this saints game. On top of that, Cody and them boys be getting freaky on Fridays with the Friday free for all. And we also have had a tremendous response to these uh, Madden simulations. CK, uh, you guys have been putting in the good work. Uh, Boy, the response has been um, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, and I'm telling you... So I recorded the uh, simulation today. Um, I'm just going to give you guys a heads up. Cody hasn't seen it. Um, it's a fucking incredible game. Alright? You guys are going to want to watch this simulation this week. 100%. It is one of those types of fucking games where you're just like, that was a fucking great game. Hmm, so, can't
5: wait. We'll um, just to kind of preview what is coming up, we've got Shuler Callahan um, helping us... Um, Beat writer. Um, good God. Good God. Uh, we've got Schuler Callahan on Wednesday night. We've got Alan Ulrich coming on Wednesday night. We've got tons of content coming to you guys. And um, not because we're generating that content. You guys are. In this chat room by you guys showing up and having fun and letting us know what's up in these calls. You are pushing us to continue this conversation we want you to join it the number is 252-228-5098 just trying to build that panthers community together Absolutely. let's go to the next call
10: hey guys it's joey uh what's up joey did not get the call during the post game and as you know i actually went to the game i went uh and i went to the game i went with my girl uh but yeah, after, yeah, I took my girl to dinner and took her out to the Thirsty Beaver, so.
1: Uh.
10: And, uh, took her little tiny bar around. Joey's kind of small. In Charlotte. <laughs> so, uh, I did not get to the post game, but I really wanted to because I really wanted to hear y'all's beautiful voice after the game. Aww. After we won, and, uh, I just have to say that I I think I mean I thought we would win bigger against the Jets I mean the Jets they're not so good I mean we know this but I mean I think I mean CMC is back and you know he's back to his old self at least week one but I wish uh, I wish we didn't use him so much because, like, I mean, it's that Ron Rivera shit. Ron Rivera is so predictable. He does that shit in Washington, too. Watch watch a Washington game. He did that in the game that uh, we don't like to talk about because we shouldn't have won it, but we did. But that's exactly what he did. And, uh, that's how they played week one. But, uh, other than that, J.C. Horn's name didn't get get mentioned much because they didn't throw his way, I guess. But anyway, guys, I don't want to get cut off because
5: I hate getting cut off, but...
1: Me too.
0: But in a different way.
5: Wow! 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 So you know what you do when you've been cut off. You call again. Hey, guys, it's Joey again. <laughs> I don't know what to call, but please do because
10: it's important. Anyway, are you scared of the Saints now that they no. beat the Packers? I mean, not only did they beat the Packers. I mean, they packed the Packers' bags for them. They even let them pack their bags. I mean, I I was like, oh, I'll wait to see with the Saints because, I mean, they were or they are. I don't know if they are aware were like, but they were, uh, before we were going, like, going into the season, they were, you know, we'll believe it when we see it. And I think now, I mean, I didn't see it, but I think that most people have seen it. The Saints can still kick ass. They kicked Aaron Rodgers' ass. Although I think uh, people say that's on Aaron Rodgers, and I kind of was a conspiracy theory that, he did it. He played like shit to uh get out of Green Bay so uh like Green Bay wouldn't try to keep him next year. But uh that that's just my thinking. But that's yeah, he's being Karen Rogers. Anyway. We don't know. I mean Jameis Winston's still Jameis Winston. I mean he could he could be a Panther or a Saint. He could be throwing us the ball. We don't know. But I'm kind of scared of the Saints now. And the way we played, the way our coaching is, we don't adjust. We didn't adjust. We just use CMC like crazy. Our offensive line sucks. Uh, I don't know. I'm not scared of the. I'm I'm now scared of the Saints again, unfortunately. Anyway, guys. Wow! Wow! Wow!
5: So, calls, if fire comment, yeah, fire.
3: And, you know, if I don't think that we should be afraid of the Saints because, one, fuck the Saints. We're never afraid of their ass. We don't care what the final score is. Number two, um, I think if our defense, obviously we would say that our defensive line is going to be the major factor in the Panthers getting a victory, but I actually think it's going to be our second and third level. It's going to be our linebackers uh, being able to float the football and be able to stop Alvin Kamara. But also, listen, now that they have Jameis Winston, I forgot to ask Bob this, but they have a guy on their team, number 11. Uh, he's a speed receiver. He's made a, a very good connection with Jameis Winston. Um, that's their oh, deep the ball Ja'Juan target.
5: on something or whatever. He had two touchdowns. In yeah, he yeah and, yeah, and
3: he, he looked good in the preseason, too. So, I mean, I really think this is going to be on Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn to step up in right. a – and a Michael Thomas-less offense, and one that doesn't have Eric McCoy also. Uh, We have no reason to not come in here and and really be aggressive, and um, I think our defensive backfield is going to be paramount in whatever the Saints do successfully on Sunday.
8: Right.
5: I tell you one thing is um, I think that the Panthers' offense is going to break through. I know that don't sound like you're like oh the Saints defense put it on the Packers but they were sloppy everywhere and then uh Aaron Rodgers started getting frustrated and just chunking it downfield right and what I think this is that if the Panthers can run a clean game no you know limit the turnovers no turnovers if Sam Darnold could play to the capacity that he played in that game plus more obviously in the third and fourth quarters. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to stun these fools. That's what I'm saying. And they're already wounded, they're already hurt. They're like the Aztecs with a case of the smallpox as the Spanish conquerors are coming in. Panthers how, are going to come.
3: How pumped would we be if the Panthers came in and just put on a dominant performance? <laughs> And just I really think it could hurt
5: happen, her, bro. Man. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't I I, would say a dominant performance. Like, I mean, I think they're a good team, and they they are like they should beat us in theory. Like, I but I don't think that we are these slobs that Carolina Panther fans have kind of been rutting into at this moment.
6: Well, this is one of those games that's gonna prove to you whether you're a real team or not. You know, it's one of those ones when you're like four or five and oh, and you played the first real team you played like this is this is a, a measuring stick team, right? You know, we got agree, some so.
5: momentum against a division opponent. Come on, Cody. And you they're missing. This.
3: and they're missing some key pieces. I'm ready. I'm ready to kick these
5: dudes in the nuts. Yeah,
3: I'm ready to kick them in the teeth, man. Fuck them. I'm um, I'm pumped. I'm ready for it. Like I said, I'm tired of losing to the Saints. I got family members Let's who are Saints it. fans who are going to make sure I hear you. Yeah, I'm ready to extra. hurt your family I'm members, members' feelings. Yeah, yeah I'm ready, I'm ready hey. for it, too, man. I want all <laughs> their feelings to be very heard about it.
6: I'm taking the all Panthers right. plus three and a half this week, am I? I think, I think they're going to. Wow. Yeah, so cool.
5: I like it. All right, so we've been around pretty much every topic I think we need to handle for tonight. We've got tons of more comment uh, content coming. Radio um, lesson learned here. Don't mention anybody's name on the show that you got upcoming if you don't got their bio information right in front of you. Wednesday night, tomorrow night, we got previews with Alan Ulrich from Under the Dome podcast, Shuler Callahan, who writes for SI Panthers. Sports Illustrated Panthers is going to help us preview both, one, the Saints, one, the Panthers, as we continue to get ready for this first divisional match. On Friday, we've got the Freak for All, a.k.a. Free free Ball, or as you call it, Cody.
3: The Friday Free for All. No, listen, we're going to do our best to keep that uh, 100% clean, but listen, that episode, that show, that podcast is for you. You can come on the show. You can talk to me personally. We have a bunch of Panther fans that always come in there and have a great, fantastic conversation about the Panthers. Uh, Rashad and Dave from PNP have jumped on with us before. Aaron from Unnecessary Bluntness. Uh, This past Friday, Pat Coltrane came in and hung out for over two hours Just cutting up, having a good old time. Uh, The Friday free-for-all is fun for all. And you're welcome to join, man. That's your opportunity to be a Panther podcaster of your very own on this very channel every Friday at 7 p.m. And you can talk about whatever Panther topic you want to broach. So come be a part of it and hang out with us.
5: Don't forget, we also drop a Madden simulation where CK and Cody have been accused of being real parts of the game not accused like <laughs> as in uh like it was like man it took me a moment to realize this ain't embedded into the game so you guys are doing great work there we also have the post game that we're going to be running 4 30 uh after this week's game it is as long as it's a one o'clock game we'll run it at 4 30 slash 4 35 depending on how the game's running uh later at later times and now for the final segment of the show We got to ice some fools up. We got to tell some cats to get it together. Everyone is susceptible. Everybody is free game. The ice up segment is our homage to Steve Smith. And would Steve Smith hold back? Hell no, he wouldn't hold back. He would tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. Who wants to go first?
3: Uh, I'm prepared. It's me. I'm looking for a video. Hang on. Then yeah, it's right me. Right I'm do going it. first then.
5: Do it. I'm going to go after these homies that are rooting for Teddy Bridgewater right now. Or do it. And When I Get say em. this, is that like I'm not rooting against Teddy Bridgewater. I could care less. But when you miss me with this talk, miss me with these two stats, and you're like, look at Teddy Bridgewater's first game as a Carolina Panther, and look at Sam Darnold. And then they'll be like, oh, Sam Darnold, checking the ball down. He's checking the ball down. He, you said he can't. That's what you said about Teddy Bridgewater. He's checking the ball down. I think you guys are red right. I think you saw that pick that I that I posted up here of Teddy in that Louisville uniform, and you riding the Teddy B D. Because I tell you this: if you watch that game, Sam Darnold exhibited the arm talent that Teddy Bridgewater just doesn't. And if you can't see that, if you can't see the fact that the potential is higher with the downfield game, then you are either stubborn, you racist, you a hater, or you just straight in love with that Teddy B. D. And miss me with that talk, Miss me with that talk because how about this is what happened in that first game. Oh yeah. Teddy Bridgewater threw one pass. to But guess what? We got the W and then they're going to come back. You say this. Oh, well, we didn't have a good defense. I don't care. Look, Teddy Bridgewater had a good game in Denver. I feel like he went and tried to throw it farther and as hard as he could just to prove us wrong, like trying everything he could. And this is week one. Just
0: keep in mind. Like, it's not like this is, you know, we'll see what uh, an entire season of wear and tear will be and what an entire season of him, you know, being game planned for and everything by the, uh, where you know, whatever defense he's going against.
5: My. Final point in this ice up is this, is that half of these fools who are talking about, oh, Teddy Bridgewater this, Teddy Bridgewater that, y'all were the same people that said, told us to stop talking about Cam. Y'all were the same people that said, oh, Cam's on another team. Oh, -hmm. stop talking about Cam. We're over Cam. And now you're up caping for damn Teddy Bridgewater. You're stumping for this dude. You're like, the day I'm on top of the tree asking to vote for this, and you told us to get over, Cam, all of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I hope Teddy Bridgewater, it does fine. But I tell you this, is that, come on, man, I saw enough right Well, we, we know who Teddy Bridgewater was. We don't know who Sam Darnold is yet, but we know this motherfucker can throw it a lot farther and harder.
3: Mm-hmm. And, by the way, up, this, and by the way, it, it, it would be the same thing. If Sam were to flame out, after this season and we moved on good luck along the way, you know, we, we, we want whoever is going to come in and get the job done for the Carolina Panthers. And really that's all there is to it. Um, I don't have a great ice up. I'm so I'm just going to ice up, uh, myself. The Met Gaia, uh, was going on and, uh, you know, that's where all these celebrities, I had, you know, uh, have the crazy fancy, outfits yeah the crazy outfits well kelly roland uh paid tribute to donna summer with her dress and uh okay kelly looks great but i'm icing myself up because i didn't know how bad donna summer was bro like where have my <laughs> <I> name <been? Like, laughs> hey no don't shame me for my beastie boy takes Shame me for not knowing. I will always shame you for those, brother. This woman was my Lord, man. It had me looking up Donna Summer. Man, <laughs> that was a beautiful woman. That was, <laughs> and man. And I'm like, I I, I was stunned that, that I didn't know this.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm like, yo, what is your problem? Like, are, are you just now realizing that this, Donna Summer was this incredibly beautiful woman? So, uh. I'm icing myself up. Oh, and then I don't want to bring it down to a low note, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up, especially since we just um, here in America, we've been in remembrance of uh, September 11th, only for me to find out that Donna Summer died because of inhalation that she inhaled from the September 11th attacks in New York. She She was like two blocks away. And that's wow. what ended up ultimately killing her, man. So, wow. and uh,
5: ruining your opportunity, yeah. To learn man, who she dude, is. But,
3: um, hey, I, I appreciate Kelly Rowland uh trying to do her uh her best Donna Summer, but and nothing Can like you the see that
5: other girl that wore the one that said uh, tax the rich or something oh, like that all over the dress. Yeah, by the was way, that I who should... wrote it? Was that AOC that, yeah, wore that was
3: AOC. by the way, as she was walking out. With her maid servant holding her dress as she's wearing a mask at like, a party
5: dude, full of rich people. Dude, it's so- just saying, I, You
3: know
1: what? Is that? At, you know what?
5: Maybe she should just be like this. I didn't pay for none of this. That like this her it, should 100%. be her defense. It's like I didn't pay for this. I'm taking their free. I, I, I took extra biscuits in my <laughs> in my purse. I mean, I took some rolls, some butter. All right, ice up to you. Cody, for not knowing who those gorgeous thighs were. Oh my, delicious! Dudes, man, I know. Watch fans. out! Watch out! Uh, who's got one for us?
6: Uh, I mine's weak. I can just get it out of the way because I really didn't have one prepared. Uh, so I'll just ice up some low hanging fruit. Ice up the little Lebowski this week, and that's uh, Aaron Rodgers, man. You, dude, you you you've been a guy that I've looked at the, in my entire life as long as you've been a quarterback as one of the greats, and you either don't lose a game like this because you're one of those greats, or you don't intentionally lose a game like this, which is what people are suspecting. And if that's the route he's going, man to kind of screw green Bay and get out of there, which I don't know if it is. That's some Bush league shit right there, man. Like it really is like it really, really is. And the, and the fact that you're so rich and you're so famous and so powerful that you can do that. That's even worse. You know, uh, I'm just not a big fan of it, man. And once again, I don't know if he's it does doing seem that. He's like doing we've that. been rooting you know? for.
5: I feel like I've been kind of in his corner. And then well, you know what it reminds me of is who's the guy that was uh, the wide receiver? He played for the Browns. He was awesome. Then he played for the Patriots, and he had all the drugs. They were like Josh, uh, Gordon? Josh Gordon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, the NFL's all over him over nothing, this and that. And then like after he gets out, he's like, yeah, I was taking shots in the locker room, and I sold. $30,000 worth of weed a week and went to college. And I was like, yeah. damn, man, I've been trying to defend you the whole time.
6: <laughs> well, the only thing I can say to defend him is, is, once again, we're in week one, and the stat I heard today was, and I haven't checked this, so don't quote me on it, uh, he's he's won four opening, or lost four opening games now, after this week. Three, the three before that, he's gotten to the NFC Championship two times in the Super Bowl once yeah, and won MVP twice. Slay, so, I mean, but for this week, this for new right daddy now, is, I'm icing right. this guy up. Yeah, so
5: I hear you. And man, is that for somebody who is uh, trying to be experimental with the hair? It's just like a little. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And he's doing interviews before yeah. time. All right. So.
3: Did you call uh, him the Little Lebowski? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Awesome, I like it. that.
3: I like that. By the way, uh, shout out 89 j subs for the 199. It says oh, didn't ice up Elflin, No cap.
5: All right. Uh CK, That could be everyone's
3: good. ice up.
0: I mean, honestly, I think right now it's just a matter of icing up the Atlanta Falcons, bro. Like oh. you 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 have oh, to ice himself. up this, this entire team because Dude, they suck. They let's suck. let's talk That's about awesome. what they did this offseason. They drafted at the position the highest ever in the history of the NFL's drafted tight end and Kyle Pitts instead of a quarterback. Which we all know that they're in need of. If they're in a real true rebuild, they needed they needed to get a quarterback, and they didn't make that a priority whatsoever. Yeah, um, not only yeah. not only that, you trade away Julio Jones, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know that was, may have been a little bit of Julio Jones involved in that, but all of this, just think about the just the hilarity of what the Atlanta Falcons must be feeling right now. They trade him away, and then they only try to get the ball to Kyle Pitts four times. Like, on top of all this, this number one, like, generational athlete that I'm sure every one of us would have loved to have on our team. I don't know if we would have loved to have him at the position that we would have been drafting him at, but we would have loved to have him on the team, right? You don't even try to get the ball to him more than, you know, three or four times. It's just absolutely hysterical. And so ATL, I'm just going to say the Falcons, the Falcons, ice up. Because it looks like it might be a long season for you guys.
5: I love this show and I love y'all and I fucking hate the Falcons and I love that they suck. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it awesome? All right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We've got a big week of guests ahead of us. Shuler Callahan with Sports Illustrated covering the Panthers will help us preview this game with the saints on to on tomorrow night tomorrow night in like 15 minutes Nah, not in 15 minutes tomorrow night alan ulrich with under the dome podcast the friday free for all the madden simulations with the sexiest commentators in the history of the world mm-hmm. the post game show we need y'all support by calling into the show at 252-228-5098 smashing the thumbs up button Checking us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever y'all get your podcast at an audio version, we syndicate this mess. You can find Cody Lashney on Twitter where?
3: At Cody Lack, right there in front of me at Um, You can find all of my content uh, for the Draft Tech uh, website on drafttech.com where I write comments uh, for the first and second round pick. For the Carolina Panthers. Uh, me and CK are gonna do another Madden simulation dub this week that fans have been loving so many comments on it. I think both amazing. of those videos are over yeah. a thousand yeah. views right now. Um, it's so like they've... eight
5: minutes, like the first yeah. eight hours. It's awesome. Yeah,
3: dude, they they they've been killing it, so we're definitely gonna do that more. Uh and the Friday free for all, man, at seven p.m. every single Friday. And that's for you, man. I want to hear from you. All the people in the chat room that are always always in here that are awesome, that make this show what it is, uh, hey, this is an opportunity for you to come on and be a podcaster just like us. If you want to talk to us about this Panthers team, something going on in the NFL, man, they, hey, this is your platform to do it every Friday at 7 p.m. on the Friday free-for-all. Um, and, yeah, that's it for your boy, man. I'm ready to slap. These pussy ass saints, Tony. That's Dillon. right.
5: Like, right in Sean Payton's baloney lips. Smack <laughs> him Put <laughs> our <laughs> panther, put our virtual, whatever, mixed reality D on his <laughs> like baloney lips. CK, on. where can they find your work? At?
0: Oh, man. You can find me pretty much all social media platforms uh, at Code Dizzle Allen. Um, just be on the lookout guys. We're going to do, uh, we're going to do more like we did last time. Cody did the premiere and I think you guys enjoyed, uh, chatting in the chat room as we're watching it together. And, and, you know, for the first time, um, I'm telling you right now, this, this game, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not telling you that we won, but you know, I'm just going to put it out there that we, we put up a fight, uh, one way or another. You guys are going to have to see the outcome um and uh it's gonna be worth it man it's a beautiful
5: game
3: those baloney
11: lips (laughs)
3: slap them right off his face no more baloney for that man no more 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 just my baloney (laughs) no more more (laughs) more head lips done
5: uh greg it's been wonderful seeing you twice in a week i feel like uh like you may uh, we might as well be married at this point I like it, man. I'm down for it. I say yes. So The
3: fans are happy, <laughs> hey, the fans are happy that, that the bat that is back. I appreciate
6: sure. it, man. The love is great, and you know what? I'm going to try to make it as much as I can. I want to hop on one of these uh, shows, uh, these Wednesday shows. I want to hop on one of these, uh, these uh, simulation game announcements. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. That, man. So definitely, let's get Anytime up and do time, it. Huh, man. Um, but other than this, you can find me on Fridays, uh, live at nine Eastern standard time, uh, on YouTube. So if you're going to check out the, the, uh, free for all show, man, when you get out of there, just kind of roll into this SCS podcast. Yes, uh, we talk about movies, TV, yeah, man. And it's actually, it's actually modeled after this show. Like it's modeled after this show and another show that I watch a combination of those two shows modeled after this. So it's just a bunch of friends hanging out, talking about movies, comics, TVs, grap- or, uh, TV shows, graphic novels, all kinds of fun stuff. Y'all have all been on. It's a really good time. Yeah. Um, we're covering some really good stuff right now. Uh, but we go live every Friday at 9 Eastern, st- Eastern Standard Time uh, on YouTube. And then the audio drops Monday on any podcaster of your choice.
5: So. You check it out if you want to talk about stuff that we all love, which is like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Marvel versus, you know, we're watching Stranger Things again in preparation for hopefully it will come back again. Mm -hmm. It's all the things we do when we're not watching the Panthers, folks. So check out Greg's work there and um, get ready to slap that baloney lip boy in the face. Schmackle. Uh Cody, can we get out of here? And we'll check these 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 wonderful chat room. The chat room, man, fire tonight. Bro. tonight I can't yeah. even I mean it's the best chat room in the history of the They're
3: world. They fire every night, man. I feel like every I Tuesday know night, tonight
5: they brought the real But it just gets better. They, they
3: get better and better, man. They get better and better all the time. All, the all time. right, we'll
5: see you guys soon. Until then, keep pounding. Take keep us out pounding. of here, Cody. Keep
2: pounding.